Boom! What is up, Red Zone? We are back. A little bit of a new era here on the podcast. We have our collab cast. Joining me as always, Patrick Allen. How we have Icom. What's up? Tough. Tough is running late as usual. And our guest on this episode, Mr. Mike Adelman. How are we doing, Adele? What up? I just want what the, is going on? I just want Woo. the redneck boys to know I did not approve of this switch. <laughs> I mean, we gotta change it up. You, you can't have the same cast of characters every single time. The show is growing. We've added people. We've lost people. So now, Adele's here. Yep. Six is too many anyway. And uh, I'm ready for this episode, man. I, I think there's a lot to talk about. Playoffs are right around the corner. I know Ikem is mentally prepping, trying to keep himself ready for his big showdown tonight. I'm ready. I'm pumped. Ready. Got this, right? We're doing, co- we're doing coaching slice, right? We're going to go through a full game plan with him? <laughs> no, we're not doing coaching slice. Playing that's the Bears, a, he's going to be fine. It's not a half-bad idea. Yeah, that's true. He is playing the Bears. Um, but we will get there. We will touch on that. Let's start in the AFC. Go through, you know, we go through our breakdown and kind of wrap up the season, put a nice bow on it right before the playoffs. We try to do it every single year, and this year is no different. So we will start in the AFC. How do you guys want to do it? You want to go division by division or the AFC as a whole? I th- Pat? Let's just break it down by playoffs. I mean, I don't know that we have to go through That's every team. That's what I did, too. Team. Yeah, yeah, I think let's talk the playoff teams. If we want to go back later and talk about some other teams, we can, but I think we'll right, talk cool. about... So- once we advance, all of this stuff should update in-game. Of course, EA adds a playoff bracket that does not update as games happen during that week. Um, thank you, EA. So, right now, your one seed should be the New York Football Jets. Your two seed should be the Kansas City Chiefs. The three seed will be the Jacksonville Jaguars. The four seed will be the winner of whatever happens with that Steelers game. That is still TBD. Um, your five seed is going to be the Las Vegas Raiders. The six seed will be the Denver Broncos, potentially, depending on what happens. And the Tennessee Titans will be the seventh seed. So the Broncos are the six confirmed. Did they play already? 100%. Yep. They yeah. won. He played. All right. All right, cool. So that's finalized. Uh, I mean, you look at this group of seven and, Six of these seven teams here are are tough, man. Um, My opinion, I think that any six of these seven, I don't have a lot of faith in whoever wins the North. Uh, I think that both teams, whichever one, the Ravens or the Steelers, I think both have a pretty big deficiency that they're looking at. Um, But the other six teams, I really think that if they get hot and go on a run, any one of these teams could make it out of the AFC and go on to win a bowl. Um, So, you know, I guess let's start with the Titans at the bottom as the seventh seed. Um, you know, they're a dangerous team. They've played quarterback 
you know, musical chairs all season. Um, but they're a real dangerous team regardless of who their quarterback is, but especially when Jimmy G is back there, I think that this team has a real shot to go on a run. Uh, they do give up a lot of points. I know that's kind of been their MO the whole cycle, but they still play tough defense, man, and they make stops when they have to. So we'll start with Pat. What are your thoughts on the Titans? I mean, I, I like them. I, I was hoping he wouldn't slip into the playoffs because, you know, it, just, it sucks when you start looking at bottom teams that are the Titans and the Broncos, a 6-7 and seven team, but he, he pulled it back around. You know, he... Going back to Jimmy G and figuring out the quarterback situation after having Cam last year was definitely took him some time to get used to and not having Henry anymore. But it seems that it literally just was a learning curve because he's playing great again. Um, I, I really like the matchup. He's, I mean, I think that's one of the most exciting games to see to go in and see this. It's going to be Titans Chiefs, right? That's. Uh, yeah. Yes, as of right now, yeah, Titans Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I love that's a super exciting game to watch. You know, if the Titans are putting up points and you know they're both throwing the ball amazing. Jimmy G with twenty three touchdowns and nine interceptions at what a seventy five percent completion, <laughs> and he's not like he's running the ball bad without Henry. So I like him a lot coming into the seven seed. I I really expect him to win that first game. You know, the matchups after that will become a little different, but I think it's gonna be a super high scoring game. I'm excited to see what Jimmy G can do. His defense, he's fourth in the league. You know, he, he's he doesn't let people score. I don't expect that to happen in this game. I think you know both of them are going to put into the thirty point range. But hey, I'm excited to see it. You know, and I was just off. He's not fourth in the league for all. I was going to say, what are you but talking about? What are you talking about? Defense is pitiful. I was looking at <laughs> you were five minutes in. Offense. I think he's last in yards. Twenty fifth. Twenty fifth in points. He's he's fourth in points on offense. On defense, yeah. he's twenty fifth in yeah, points. Yeah, no, I, he's thirty second in total yards. Thirty second in passing yards. I mean, that defense is definitely a liability. There's a lot of older players on in that secondary. Um, you know, but he can generate a little bit of a rush. He does have good rushers there. And look, I mean, he's the ultimate bend but don't break, right? So he's gonna try to you know outshoot you and outscore you and. It's a different situation now that Henry isn't there because, you know, you're you're putting a lot of faith and a lot of trust on two young players to be able to carry the load that Henry was able to take on. Um, Adele, how do you see the Titans faring once we get to the playoffs? I like them. So I kind of ranked um, the way I did this is I did my seven teams in order of who I think has the best chance to make a run, and I put them second. And there's no doubt that Interesting. His, his experience is going to help. For um, sure, and, and I'll get more into the reasons why I don't like the other teams more. It's not so much that I like like them a lot as it's I think that the other ones have issues. Um, so let's look at what they've done recently. So they're they they've gone five and zero heading into the postseason um, with good wins. So they have defeated in their last five um, after they lost to Tampa by twenty five, which is that's a bad loss. Um, they beat Pittsburgh, Denver. Atlanta, Indy, and Carolina. So four of those five are playoff teams. Um, the Denver wins huge. Um, the way they beat Carolina in Week 17 was huge. Um, they're seven and two with Jimmy G, which is pretty incredible. They they went through this weird thing where like they couldn't figure the quarterback out with Barnes, and they tried out that Wharton and or suspensions, and they couldn't get the running backs going. When Garoppolo plays, they're good. So I think they have their their, their uh, formula for success here. If he can just stay on the field, 
with the fact that he can't sit in the playoffs after throwing three picks. I mean, that's huge. Um, the the you already you already alluded to it. The defense, it's not good. Um, they're going to have to get into shootouts to stay in these games. But when when Garoppolo plays, they're different. They're a really good team. I mean, thirty points a game. That's pretty tough. That's pretty tough to slow down. And the things I worry about outside of the defense with them is I think the running backs are pretty mediocre. Like having Henry was such a threat. And as it went through the playoffs last year, just like Pat knows he plays. I mean, you play him as much as anyone. Just having that guy was a problem, right? Like Jumping real quick. I think the biggest thing that is going to hurt him is what kind of what you're saying with Henry is he can't run out leads anymore. It used to be where he was big. He'd get up early, he'd throw the ball, and then he would just demoralize you after the fact. That's going to be tough against the Chiefs because the Chiefs are going to keep shooting the ball. And if you don't have that run game to keep him off the field, I mean, it's going to be a huge – he's going to have a shootout the whole time. Yeah, it's going to be – just last night, the Chiefs threw the ball 16 times in the first quarter in their game against the Raiders. I mean, I was like, wow, 16 <laughs> times in one quarter. Like, that's a lot. So it is going to be a shootout. And I don't, I don't think the Titans can keep up, especially with that defense like everybody's saying. Give me your thoughts on the Titans, Ike. I mean, to touch on what Adele's saying, a lot of momentum heading into the playoffs, five-game win streak. You know, he's beaten some great opponents like the Broncos and such. Um, he's definitely more consistent when Jimmy G plays at the quarterback. And Evan Hood is just a stud paired along with uh, A.J. Brown there. He's going to have to figure out something, though. Like, he's going to have to scheme. He better be watching a lot of video uh, if he's going to be going against Spitta and his Chiefs. Uh, he's going to have to do something to try to slow down that attack a little bit because uh, otherwise – I don't foresee them taking out the Chiefs, not in Kansas City. Yeah, and we'll touch on Kansas City in a minute, but I'm looking forward to this game. It's it's interesting, right, because the things you say about Jimmy being able to stay on the field at the three-pick sit, I think that favors Kansas City in that matchup, right, because now you don't have to worry about Mahomes ever leaving the field, even if he does get into a little bit of trouble. Um so I'm looking forward to that game a lot. Let's move on to our number six seed. We will talk about the Denver Broncos. Uh <laughs> Definitely been a point of, I don't want to say controversy, but definitely some discussion uh, this season so far. A lot of people kind of starting to overlook Aston, and I mean, he still wins 10, 11, 12, 13 games a season, right? But he has not been the playoff presence that we have come to expect over the past few Maddens when you think of Aston. Um I'm kind of surprised too because the defense he has there is pretty solid. Like they're not they're not a bad unit, uh, and, but the offense is loaded. Like he has weapons at every single level, and those guys are really good. And and if you look at his stats, like his passing, he's top three in the league. He's fifth in points. Um, and then you look at the defense. You know they're in that twenty-ish range. They're fifteenth in points, but everything else is twenty-two and up. Um, it's it's just interesting to me because I feel like you look at this roster and this is like a vintage Essen roster. There's superstars everywhere. His guys are really good. He was able to dev his young guys at the start of the cycle. And now they're, you know, superstar players and 98 overalls. And it, the, the roster is awesome. I'm just kind of surprised he hasn't been able to put it together and make that run. And I would not be surprised if this is the year he does it right. He's kind of finally starting to go under the radar, which is rare for an Aston Rand team. 
that's scary if you know you run into these Broncos in the playoffs. Uh, Adele, what are your thoughts? It's it's hard to say. It's it's one of the weirdest teams that he's, um, or one of the weirdest seasons I should say from him that I've seen. Um, offensively and defensively, on paper, like you were saying, I mean, this team is very good, very very good. Um, the receivers, the quarterback, um, the defensive front, the secondary really good on paper, but something just isn't working. Like it's the offense took a step back. They, they don't have a run game. It's a bottom 10 run game. Um, Locke is the highest sack quarterback in the league. He also set a career high in picks. So something isn't working. Like it's just not clicking the way it has for the past few seasons prior. Um, Another weird thing is despite the fact that this team is loaded outside of points per game, their bottom uh, 10 in all yardage categories, which is crazy for an Aston defense. Um, they've kind of started to figure it out at the end of the year. I think uh, their last four games, they've gone three and one, they lost to the Titans, but they beat the chiefs bills and chargers to end the year. And they looked good doing it. I mean, 45, 31, 45 points scored. I just, I'm concerned. Um, I think when they run, I mean, cause I mean, we're going to talk about this with all the AFC West teams, but the schedule, I mean, the schedule is a joke. They played the AFC East and the NFC North and no offense to the guys in this group. When you're playing seven of those eight teams, it's hard to gauge where you're at in terms of competition against higher teams. And Tico was the only one to beat the jets. So that concerns me. I worry about him going into the playoffs when he has to play against these better teams, just turnovers, the sacks, no run game in a defense that just isn't playing well. I, I think he's going to be out quick. And the only bullet point I put on my notes is I wrote two words. It's Aston. So you never know. But right now, just looking at the way he's been playing, it's there's a lot of concerns for me. I do not see him going far this year. Yeah, I, I love that point. It's You can give me 30 reasons why he's going to go one and done, and the only counter you have to say is it's Aston, right? right. If there's one guy in this league who's going to put it all together and kind of make that run and fix these problems quick and on the fly, it's him. So, I don't know, man. This team scares me. I definitely don't want to run into the Broncos come playoff time. Uh, Icom, what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, agreed uh, with Adele again a lot on a lot of points. I was I'm very surprised at the interceptions. I don't know if it's the playbook that he's chosen offensively. That he I think he ended up going back to New England, and he's gotten away from a run game that he's always been pretty consistent in having. And I think that's very important to balance out his mm-hmm. offense so that you never know exactly what he's going to be doing against you. I'm also surprised to see Noah Fant also only have two touchdowns on the season. Why he's gotten some touches at 54 catches, third best on the uh, on the roster, 839 yards. I I, I would expect uh, higher numbers from his tight end that is uh, one of the higher ranking tight ends now in the league. But that's a tough combo to cover there with Judy and Sutton with the wide receivers. I would never count Aston out. I ain't trying to give him no chalkboard material. Uh, I think he's always a threat. And on paper, you look at this team and you would think that he can win at any on any given Sunday. And it's going to be a tough matchup with Pat because uh, Pat's been playing some decent defense. Uh, he just can't throw them picks with Archer, but we'll talk about the Jags as we get down the road. But this is going to be a tough game, I believe, uh, between the two of them. Uh, but I don't count Aston out at all. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think all these AFC matchups are going to be must-watch TV. Uh, also, Essen, I mean, you had to outbid me for Robbie Anderson. My man has three catches <laughs> for 34 yards this year. Like, if you would have let me sign Robbie Anderson, I never would have traded for OBJ. I plan on making Robbie my number two. So this is all on you. Uh, Pat, what are your let, me throw some, let me throw some quick out before Pat talks because he's playing yeah. him. Let's all be clear about one thing. Uh, we can talk about stats all day. Nobody wants to play this team. Nobody. No, absolutely not. You oh, no. you fought and you clawed all year to get a home game, and now you have to play this team. It's a joke. Yeah, and I agree. So I I came into the playoffs. You know, I I've sat Dan Archer for the last two weeks. I, I kind of had it locked up, but part of that was hoping I wouldn't really win some of those games because I'm looking at where I line up. And not that you can get to the four seed, so it didn't really matter. But like the Titans win, I somehow have the Titans, who I they're my kryptonite. I can't be then. The only other team I get to look at is the Broncos, and just like you said, the Broncos just aren't. No matter what you think you might have over them, or what you think they haven't been good at this year, which I'll talk about, it's you still don't want to be in a playoff game versus them. You know, he has too much experience there. He's, you know, we've played each other too many times. I'm never going to put myself in a mental game over him. He's, he's a great user, but when I look at what he's, I'll kind of speak of this as a way of what I think hasn't been great from this year in a way that it could help me is it kind of lines up for me to play the game I want. He's not great against the rush. My offense is built around running the ball. It was 26, 22nd in yards allowed, you know, people rushing the ball. That's big. Hopefully I can run it. Hopefully I'm not throwing interceptions. And that comes back to Drew Locke has been throwing picks. So, if I had to guess how this game goes, if I'm going to win it, it's to get Drew Locke to throw three picks and me to be able to run the ball a lot. It's very plausible, but I last time I played Drew Locke, and this is where I think this team's scary, and I don't know if it was different this year, because it was last year when I played him, but Drew Locke's throw under pressure is set, is ungodly good. I think it's a 94 in that, in that 90 range. Most guys, you can hit them, and if you don't get the sack, you'll, you'll get picks, or you'll, you'll get those incompletions. It doesn't happen with him normally. I don't know if it is this year, and maybe that changed slightly. But when I played him before, like you could hit him all day. If he's getting that pass off, like his wide receivers are still making catches. And it's the most frustrating thing in the world. This year, he's throwing picks and getting sacked. So it seems that something's changing. And I don't know that can be like, Drew Lock didn't get worse. It's just not possible. So it, it really needs to come down that I need to somehow force Drew Lock to throw a pick or two. And rush the ball, but even if you do that, it's the Broncos, and he's putting up thirty points a game. He's one of the best passing attacks in the league. His rushing is not great now, but he, it's not something he normally needs. He wants to get up early in the game, and then he'll run the ball later. You know, so yeah, I don't want to play the Broncos. I don't think anyone wants to play them if he beats me. Um, I'm not looking for. It's the second time I've had to play him. I'm. This is like a nightmare. But yeah, I. I I just don't know that the defense is really where it needs to be to win playoff games. Uh, even if it's not against me, but going against some of the, even the like the Jets and the Raiders, and these guys are putting up points, and even the Chiefs, have, they're there. That's your defense. This Broncos defense just doesn't seem to be strong enough to compete with some of those attacks. Well, it's definitely an unfortunate thing to run into the Broncos in the playoffs, and uh, it couldn't happen to a better guy, Pat, so good luck. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> let's move on, and we will talk about our next wildcard team, the five-seed 13-3 <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders. Pretty absurd. Um, this is a team, 
listen, they're top 10 in points on offense. They're number one in points on defense. Allowing 15 points a game is is disgusting. But I think that is kind of skewed based on some of these people that he's played. Um, you see his schedule and you look at some of the better users in the league. They were able to put up points against him. Um, you know, and then you run into some of these games where, yeah, the Lions put up three. The Dolphins put up three in week two. The Packers only put up three in week one. Um, so I think some of that kind of does skew that. Uh, he played the Patriots in week 14 and won 28 nothing. Um don't get me wrong, I think this Raiders team might be probably the most complete team that's out there. I think they do play really good defense. I love the pass rush he has. His linebacking core is good. His secondary is very good. Uh, you know, and then you have that rug shit where he just literally will bomb it up over and over, and Ruggs is going to catch one or two of them eventually, right? Um, you saw it last night against Kansas City. It came back to bite him. Marcus May made a couple of big plays deep down the field, but that shit doesn't always happen, man. Ruggs will get open, and Ruggs will score on you, so it, it's tough. He has that other wide receiver he's been working on. His run game is still pretty good. I mean, this is a tough Raiders team. Um, but I think what you saw last night, and I think this will happen in the playoffs, is he had his back against the wall, it was a tough game, it was his first real big test, right? And what happened? He went out there, he started throwing uncharacteristic picks that he hasn't really been throwing all year long, and he got himself in a bad situation. Um, you know, going into last night, he was under 20 interceptions with Gleason. Obviously, your 20 interceptions doesn't sound great, but for this Madden, it's not that bad. Um, he had three picks at his quarterback last night, and I, I think things like that will get in his head, and he'll start making some of these riskier throws in the playoffs. And when you have a rookie quarterback, too, it, it you could say what you want, man. I, I feel like these guys just play different in the playoffs, and uh, I think this may come back to bite him in the ass, just the youth at quarterback. It's, it's going to be a tough battle for him, and, you know... I, that defense is strong enough to, to keep him in games for sure, but we'll see what happens as he faces other teams. Uh, Pat, you want to give me your thoughts on the Raiders? Yeah, I mean, they're, it's a great season. It's 13 and 3, but I think he's going to. Uh, he, he probably won't go one down. Ravens or. Was it Ravens or Steelers? Are going, is it locked in the Ravens at the four seed? Uh, did the Steelers didn't play yet, right? I don't think so. The Steelers yeah, no. defeat no, the no. Bengals, which they will. The Steelers will be the four. Okay, yeah, so, so I'm, I'm going to pencil in the Steelers. So he's got the Steelers. I mean, yeah, I think he, he could win this game. But the reason I kind of – you look at his division. So he he's kind of been at the bottom of it. He tanked, got his quarterback, didn't do much before that. The Chiefs I mean, haven't been good really to this year either. But you got the Broncos and the Chiefs there. and They kind of come into every season. Like, the pressure's not really – it's not there until the, you get to where he is now. And so he's put together the season where, yeah, he's, the three losses he has, like, they, they don't look good. And it, it's a lot of easy wins, but he's gone on these runs of just winning games. And he takes down the Jets, and he's beat the Broncos once. But when you're kind of going through that, like, you're just, you're just playing it. It's a, it's a long shot to get to the playoffs to begin with. When you're just in your division alone, have to go up against Patrick Mahone and the Chiefs and then Aston running the Broncos. And so you're, you're always fighting for a while. Like, the AFC has been great. Yeah, he ended up having this amazing season. Almost should have been the one seed. But now everything matters. Like, it matters way more. You talked about the Chiefs last night. That game mattered. It, that was for the one seed. And he comes in and he throws three picks. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him come back and do that right against the Steelers. Because once these games start mattering, it's very different than when you just were going out and got on a great run with your rookie quarterback. You really have to figure out something else to work. And I don't know that a deep pass game with rugs is what is going to win in the playoffs. I think it's too easy for the picks to happen early. 
And then if you don't have the rushing game to fall back on, not that, I mean, Josh Jacobs had a great year, but it's hard to throw some picks, get down points, and then try to go back and run the ball. So I really think he needs a plan to come out and try to run the ball, get points that way, or at least control the game and keep it close. And then you always have rugs to win the game for you late. But if he comes out getting aggressive, I could see the same thing that happened last night where, you know, I mean, Gleason's not going to get set now, but he throws three picks. You're not going to, you're going to be behind in the game. I still know that he has the passing game built around to, you know, slowly go down the field, passing the ball and come back and win. But I don't know that he'll lose the Steelers, but I, I still see him only winning one game in the playoffs this year. I, I agree with that. If you look at his passing numbers, this guy is so, Tico is so lucky that we no longer suspend for touchdown distribution. Henry Ruggs has 18 touchdowns. Darren Waller's second on his team with four. <laughs> That's disgusting. Double the yardage so, of the closest receiver, too. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hideous. So, uh, Adele, we may need to address that. Um, <laughs> and we'll go right to you. Let's hear your thoughts on the Raiders. So I actually disagree with Pat about the good run game. Um, I've heard people say that, and I think they're just saying it because they think Josh Jacobs is good. He's actually not had a great year in terms of like efficiency. So if you go look at his numbers, and this was one of the things I looked at earlier, um, one 100-yard game all year from Josh Jacobs and like, I don't know. I feel like with a rookie quarterback going into the playoffs that you're going to want to rely on this run game with a good offensive line too. And, and the thing, it's like, I wouldn't make it that big of a deal out of it. It was, if you look at his numbers lately, his rushing high in the past one, two, three, four, five, six games is 78 yards on 19 carries. Um, I mean, this guy is just kind of plods along and he's not really a game breaker. He's, he's getting you 3.9 a carry, which is fine. I don't know. I think I think this notion about this great run game is super overrated. I I just don't see it. Um, but going back to the team as a whole, I mean, Tico I think has done a great job overall building this team. I mean, the defense is phenomenal. the 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 David trade was huge. That completely changed his defense. Sheldon Rankins next to Hurst is awesome. I mean, this is one of the better fronts you're going to see in the league. Um, they're going to be tough to run on. Simple as that. So the weakness is going to be the secondary. And that's a common theme we see through all these teams. Um, going back to the AFC West schedule issues, the last time that the Raiders beat a team with a winning record was back in week eight. Um, the whole moment when they kind of arrived was that stretch between weeks five through eight where they beat Denver, Kansas City, and the Jets, and they lost to the Broncos the, in the fourth game. Um, but that was kind of their moment, right, where everyone's like, oh, man, Tico's for real. Really, that was their last tough test. And then week 17, they lost, like everyone was already saying, to the Chiefs. So here's the thing. I like them to make a run. I actually have them getting to the AFC title game. I like the roster. I think he's playing really well. Um, but I'm concerned based on quarterback, based on the picks. It's basically a one-to-one -one touchdown interception ratio. Um, I'm concerned about the run game. I don't think he's going to be able to beat the Jets. I don't think he's going to be able to beat Denver if he runs into them. Um, but I do have him beating the Steelers, and then I do have him winning his next game. But I don't know. I They're my third favorite AFC team. I'll say that. I just I don't love the offense outside of Ruggs. Is that fair? Yeah, I could see that. I mean, if you look at the numbers, too, it kind of tells that story, right? 
Ruggs has at least double of what every, everyone else has. And yeah, Jacobs, I mean, he's averaging 3.9 a carry. He has 13 touchdowns on the year, but you have to think a lot of these yards are coming in these blowout games, right? He's he's not the reason why they're getting up early. He's the reason why they're holding on to leads that they're up by so much. So I, I don't hate that take, Adelic. I agree with you. Ike, what are your thoughts? I just don't think Gleason is quite there yet. Because like last night's game when they played the Chiefs, he was making some terrible decisions and throws that he shouldn't have been making. I'd like to see him lean on the run game a little bit more because Jacobs is good and the O-line, as Adele mentioned, is great. Uh, They're all over 80-plus overall, which in this day and age of our league is pretty damn good. Because if somebody figures out how to take out rugs pretty consistently, which he is uh, the Chiefs and the Broncos, since they've played him so much, have pretty much got his uh, his offensive scheme probably down. They're going to give him the most trouble if they if if the Raiders runs into them here in, a, in this year's playoffs. Um, I don't look for them to go very far this year. Uh, I I expect them to win the first game, and that'll be it, one and done. Interesting. I, I do have him making a run, depending on how these matchups play out. Um, you know, every time me and Tico play, it's been an overtime dogfight kind of game. Um, I think that he can go toe-to-toe with the Chiefs. Uh, you know, he only lost by touchdown last night. It was a late score to bring him back uh, down seven, but... You know, I mean, that that's going to be another dogfight. Uh, I think the game against Pat would be a dogfight. I think a game against um, Rock would be a good one. I think Aston's going to... So, like, these are all going to be tough matchups, and it really is based on the seeding and kind of how you fall and what your next opportunity looks like. Um, yeah, I think I have him beating the Steelers as well, and he may upset a tit- uh, team like the Titans, even though it may not be an upset, but he'll beat a team like the Titans. I think he would beat the Broncos, maybe, if he gets him again. Um, you know, I, I don't know. It's tough. It's such a, it's so hard when you have a rookie quarterback like that, and the schedule is the way that it is, and, you know, the stats are so inflated some weeks, and they look great, and then other weeks aren't that great. It's it's tough to kind of put a pin on who this team really is when you, when you look at them, but... We'll find out soon enough. Um, let's move on. That was the number five team. We will move on to the number four seed. We will schedule Pittsburgh in there. I don't see him losing to Andy. Uh, Andy has nothing to play for. So let's talk about the Steelers. Uh, we'll start with Icom. What are your thoughts? The Steelers are dangerous on defense, right? They're, so they rely a lot on their defense to keep them in games, and then they rely offensively on their run game. If you shut down their run game, you pretty much have them cornered in. Uh I'm expecting them, like you just said, to beat the Bengals tonight to advance here to the playoffs, and that would put them against the Raiders. I would expect Tico to take that game just because of the explosive firepower with Ruggs, with Jacobs, which I think if he has to rely on that. But Pittsburgh, they who's their quarterback? You got Jake Fromm, Jacob Eason. Like, there's a quarterback carousel that's been going on there. I don't think there's – a quarterback that they have on their roster that can take them any further than them just exiting after the first round. Pat, your thoughts? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, they're they're definitely coming in. I mean, they're the fourth seed, but they're the bottom tier, you know, team record wise coming out of the AFC. I think I'm going to throw their defense. If they want to make a run, is what it's going to have to be. Is quarterbacks kind of 
he switched around. He's throwing picks with whoever's in there. Is running back Kendrick, how do you pronounce his last name? Babineau? Is that how we? Babineau, yeah. Babineau. Isn't having the season he had the two years before. You know, he's half the yards. I don't know if he was injured during it, you know, for sure, or was suspended for some games. But his run game isn't great, even if you look at Bo Pettis and him. And he's throwing too many picks. So, but do I think he could beat the Raiders? Yeah, if his defense comes out and is able to, you know, stop that, that passing attack. But I don't know if I trust these cornerbacks and Mike Hill and Justin Lane to, you know, to be able to go up and cover rugs. They just don't really have the speed to do it, I don't think. And so then you're, you're hoping your safeties, I mean, he has two great safeties back there to be able to help out. It's just, it's going to be, he's looking for the game plan, that passing game well and get turnovers, which, I mean, the team's very much capable of doing that. why they've made it to the playoffs. It hasn't been their offensive attack that's got them there. They're, you know, bottom 10 in passing and rushing. So it's just, even if it gets you through the Raiders, it's not going to make a full-on run. The offense just isn't there to back up what the defense is capable of. But I, I think to be a good matchup, it, I definitely, it's, they're two teams that I don't have a ton of faith in, in the Steelers and the Raiders to make a run. But I would have the Raiders. Is just, I think he's going to be able to pass against those corners. So unless he can game plan it right, stop rugs and to get pressure, I don't see them getting through this first game. But anything can happen here in red zone. Uh, Adele, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, not to beat a dead horse or anything, but worst offense in the AFC playoffs. There's no doubt about that. Um, the quarterback numbers are terrible. Between the four quarterbacks that they've thrown out, Bridgewater, Fromm, Eason, and Worthy. They have totaled 14 passing touchdowns and 39 interceptions. And if you want to throw in the fifth touchdown that Kendrick Babineau threw on a <laughs> halfback pass, you can do that. And then we're at 15-39. Um, one win against a team all year with a winning record, which was the Cardinals way back early in September. Um, the defense helps, right? Like the defense is dangerous. They, the the sack numbers from Chris Jones are crazy. They have three to four guys who've got eight sacks or more. I mean, that's pretty crazy right now in this league. Um, top five in interceptions on defense. So they take the ball away top five, but they give it away top 10. So it's like it, they kind of offset the good things that the defense, excuse me, does for them. Um, I just, it's one of those teams where it's, so there's two teams in the playoffs like this for me. Um, I mean, if you get up 10, nothing on them, are you concerned that they're going to come back? Not really. I mean, if you get up early on this team, you they can't really come back, and they've shown that. I mean, look at some of the teams they've lost to. I mean, they've, they've granted, they've won some good games, right? If you want to count that Rams win back in Week 14, um, they played some tough games, but you look at some of these losses, and it's just they can't move the ball. So if you get up on them and against a good team that like they're going to play in the first round or second round, if they happen to win a game, I just don't trust them. I think they're the, they're the definitely the first team out of the postseason. Yeah. I, I agree with that too. I, I don't want to kind of rehash this as well, but this team for them to be successful, they have to play like that old school vintage, like Trent Dilfer Ravens team, right? Where it's all defense carrying you the whole way. You have a tough run game and you're able to get it done with, 
very, very average to below average play from the quarterback. Uh, that's the kind of game plan he has to put together. He has to just sit on the ball and move it slowly and chew up a bunch of time and pray his defense gets a turnover and gets a stop. Um, and I think that just some of the teams he's going to run into here in the playoffs, if he is able to get out of the first round or whatever the case is, uh, I just think they're too explosive for that. I don't think that he's going to be able to move the ball that well against them. Um, still not sure why he traded Juju. He clearly could use this guy. I mean, offense is a huge problem, and you get rid of you know your best wide receiver slash second best wide receiver. Um, I I don't know, man. I I just think that this team has such a deficiency at quarterback that teams can stack the box and kind of just worry about the Claypool lob, right? And that's really the only thing you're looking for. Um, and just stop the running game. And I think that's why that this run game has taken such a step back this year is because they don't have the threat to stretch the field at quarterback. So, you know, these guys are all less effective throughout the air and you're facing more guys in the box. So I think that that is going to be a downfall for Pittsburgh uh, if they are able to beat the Bengals and get into the playoffs. So it's conceivable, we were... though. Not to spend too much time on these guys, but it's con- like that formula you laid out is conceivable because they have the people, yeah, right? Sure. They can run the ball if if they can any given day they can run the ball. They've got the guys to do it. And the defense is so good. If if they don't turn the ball over, they can probably beat anybody. But the how bad their offense is just kills them. If they've got to figure out a way to not throw picks. Like, yeah, that's the thing. You have to be okay in the playoffs punting the ball. You can't say, oh, it's third down. Let's throw the thing up because I'm going to punt anyway. Like, you have to punt the ball, play the field position game. It may be a real snowy cold day in Pittsburgh when the Raiders roll through there, right? So if he can milk the clock and just sit on the ball and move it slowly and play that you know try to win a game nine to six like that's going to be his blueprint for getting these w's and getting through the playoffs but how long can you really go through that it's tough to play that way yeah and just real quick before we move on we'll we'll all go through this real quick but does anyone here like the ravens more in this spot they have this great russian game no they're just inconsistent yeah, and, and I just don't think their defense is good enough. So I was also going to say no. I just didn't know if anyone thought that having a running game with what might be the most blatant stat penny I've ever seen in my entire life, but we'll not talk about that later. Having a running game like that, their defense doesn't seem to be good enough, you know, from what I can see. But I was just wondering if anyone actually thought that maybe a run-heavy team, if they didn't throw the picks with Harris, which they have all season, might be in a better spot here than the Steelers. The Ravens might be on a worse streak going in in terms of just – how cold they are right now. I mean, they're, I think they're one in four in their last five um, mm-hmm. losses to the losses to the Colts who've been, I mean, they're not, they're trying to win, but I mean, they're not good. The Jags, the Cardinals, they lost to um, Patriots by like 30 points a few weeks ago. I mean, this is not a good team. I mean, I don't care who's come. The Steelers have a better chance to win a game. I'll say that much. I mean, they're the 31st in points on defense, and they're 31st against the run on defense. That is not a good combination when you're facing some of these teams that you have to go against in these AFC playoffs. They they all just put up too many points. I, I think that this is would be a nightmare. I think Baltimore get blown out in the first game. All right, let's move on. We'll talk about the three seed. Pat, your Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I'll let you go last. I guess I'll start with Jacksonville. Um Obviously, the big thing for you going to be the big two-headed monster you have at running back. Both of these guys are up over 800 yards and um, 
you know, almost double-digit touchdowns for both. Fournette finished with nine. Lindsay had 12. Uh, I mean, this team will go as far as those two guys can carry them, right? Because you play good defense, you do your cheesy audibles all over the place, and you know what works in Madden. So I think that if you can continue to do that stuff, and, you know, you have pretty good wide receivers, and they're not having bad years, um, but, you know, you're clearly a run-first team. You're about a one-to-one touchdown to interception ratio with Dan if that's who you choose to try out there um Alex fares a little bit better but that's obviously a lot less playing time um but you know the defense is tough man you have two guys with double digit sacks you guys are pretty good against the run like you know you're very good against the pass you're good against you know not letting up points um so I think that the defense is a big key for you because you have athletes at all three levels that can make plays and you know, I, it's kind of why I started building my team the way that I did, because I saw how your linebackers cover and the plays that they make over the middle of the field. And it makes it so tough for guys to run anything, right? Because if you can lock up on the outside and lock up the middle, there's nowhere to go. So I, I think that the Jaguars are always going to be a tough out just the way that you run the ball. I still don't like your quarterbacks. I don't trust either one of those idiots. But I mean, if you put yourself in a situation where, hey, the defense can get a turnover early, we can go down and score. And then you can kind of play the Titans game where you start running out the lead. Uh, I think that's your best bet as well. So Icon, what are your thoughts on the Jags? Uh, my thought on the Jags are best run game in the league, obviously uh, ranked overall first. So you got to make Archer beat you, right? Stack the box. Let's see what Archer can do. He's uh, you, you can see that he threw uh, one more interception than he did touchdowns all year. I think uh, it's a top five yardage D. They, you distribute the ball very well and evenly offensively to your receivers. So a team that's going to beat you is going to shut down your run game. But I also think that's the best medicine to beat a team like the Chiefs or the Raiders by having a productive run game and keeping their offensive performers off the field. Grind that game out, run the clock off. Uh, but if if your run game, if the Jags run game gets shut down at all, I think uh, so does the Jaguars as a whole, even though that they have a top five yardage defense. Um, I mean, Ngoke and Josh Allen are beast on defense. So if you're double teaming one, the other one's probably getting loose, at least getting pressure if they're not getting to your quarterback. And man, if CJ Henderson has not become a top tier cornerback in this league, eventually probably could make it to the 99 mark. But uh, you're going to have a tough, tough, tough game here against Aston in Denver. Well, it's going to be here in Jacksonville, but maybe that was Aston's uh, game plan the whole time. Didn't want a game there in a, in, at home in a potential snow game. Uh, but I'd say run the ball down his throat, and that's the best chance that I think uh, that the Jags have to go far in this playoffs. Adele, your take. Adele. Adele's muted. It's Adele. I'm sorry. I'm talking on mute. Um, <laughs> so good end of the season for them. They went 3-0 against Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Tampa Bay. Um, you guys already talked about the run game. They're getting 140 per game between Fournette and Philip Lindsay. Um, offensive line's really good. It's one of the better groups in the playoffs. Um, and I have talked about Henderson already. He led all quarterbacks with 10 picks. It's one of those teams where there's a blue chipper at every level of the team. So there's like an elite pass rusher. There's an elite linebacker. There's an elite corner and an elite safety. And that's really tough. I mean, can you throw in the stuff that's Pat's doing with mad school and it's a really tough out. And I wouldn't want to play that team. Um, the weakness on this team is Pat's predictability and, 
the quarterback. The quarterback is the worst part of the team. Um, as much as the meme of Archer has grown, he's not good on paper. He's not a good quarterback. He's one of the worst quarterbacks in the playoffs, probably bottom two, bottom three. It's the weakness, but Pat has found a way to go away from that. He's great receivers around him, great run game, great protection, and a great defense. So it's going to be tough for Aston to beat this team. Um, I like the Jaguars. I do. I like this team. Pat, your thoughts on your own team? Well, first off, it's hard to say Dan Archer is one of the worst quarterbacks. I mean, you can he's look at, awful. Enough. Look at, he's fucking terrible. His attributes are awful. We're not doing this today. He is a shitbag at quarterback. He is awful. Continue. He, he only played 14 games. If he, if he played all 16, stat-wise, we're looking a little different here. Yeah, but, you yeah, cheese. We said attribute-wise. Attribute-wise, right? he sucks. <laughs> but moving on, yeah, it, it does come down to the rushing. And this team that I've built is the best in the league at every position. Overall, they are the best. And they just have to go out and perform. You know, I, I've, always, I've, I've said this multiple times that it, you have to build a good defense, and if the defense plays well, we'll win games. So if they go out and I get my sacks and I get the interceptions that I need to get, my, my offense works. You know, I can run the ball. I can do the pass plays that I'm comfortable with. I don't have to get aggressive passing the ball. If I have to get aggressive passing the ball, yeah, it, it's 50-50. You know, I, I could start throwing picks. I could get lucky. It, I don't ever want to depend on that. So I, I, I'm going up against a bunch of teams, no matter who I have to go up against, that I might have to do that with. So I'm never going to come in and be super comfortable. But I really trust this defense. What Moji said with having these linebackers, I've, I've always built my teams that way. It finally has seemed to work out, where I have three very good covered linebackers that can always be there, move around the field, get to where they need to be. And yeah, if I can stop people from throwing, my D-line is good at every single position. They'll stop the run. I don't need to worry about it. And yeah, so my defense plays good. Let me run the ball. Let me get up early, and we'll win every game in the playoffs this year. Okay, thank God. Great analysis. Moving on, the Kansas City Chiefs. At the 2 seed, sitting at 13-3. and uh, Big win for them last night against the Raiders. We, we talked about that already. Um, but, I mean... What a just complete turnaround you have here with Spitta, right? I mean, this guy was the laughing stock of the league the first two seasons. Um, he was terrible with Mahomes. It was just a joke watching this guy. Mahomes played literally like half a game every week. Um, you know, making all that money, he only had to work a half day. It's pretty insane. Uh, but, you know, he's figured it out, I guess. He's he's turned it around. I mean, he's able to get three 1,000-yard receivers this year, and his fourth guy had 731. Um, he had two guys double-digit touchdown receptions. The defense is playing really well. These guys are ball hawks back there. Marcus May with nine picks. Thornhill had seven. Um, I mean, you know, the defense played really well for him this year. Uh, pass rush was okay. You know, they're... they're they were right. I, I don't love his D line, but I mean, you know, they, they get turnovers and they and they have done a really good job of not turning the ball over this year. Thirteen picks from his quarterback is really good. So if he can keep this up and not turn the ball over and let his guys defensively do what they've been doing, I think Spitta can make a real run this year. Um, it's going to come down to you know, that six inches between the ears once the playoffs start, right? Is he going to start overthinking things? Is he going to start changing how he's doing things? Is he going to start forcing throws he really wasn't forcing all year instead of letting the, you know, the game come to him and taking what the defense allowed him to have? Uh, so it'll be real interesting to see how this plays out. 
Um, I do like his team against almost any other team here in the playoffs. I mean, they're just, how do you not, right? It's the Chiefs, man. They're so explosive offensively. And I think that they do enough defensively. Yeah, they give up a ton of yards, but, you know, they're good with points and they get a lot of turnovers. So it's going to be real interesting to see how that plays out. Um, Adele, what is your breakdown of Kansas City? Uh, I like him. So I got Mahomes in my MVP vote. Um, I mean, I think that's pretty obvious, right? Where he's got the best touchdown yeah. interception ratio in the playoff or in the playoffs of any quarterback and any quarterback in the league um, and leads the league in yards with 4,600. Um, the, the offense is number one in scoring. They score 33 points a game. They're second in total yards, second in passing yards, three, a thousand yard receivers, four receivers with 700 yards. All three of their starting wide receivers have 96 speed or better. So absurd. Uh, they're basically, it's like a try. It's seriously a track meet when you play this team. Um, two trades in the offseason for superstar lineman Tyron Smith, David DeCastro, and they signed Joel Batonio in free agency. So that O line's really good. Um, the offense is great. There's no debating that. Then you flip to the other side, and here's the problem the defense. It's the pass defense is a disaster, despite the corner Aiken at uh cornerback. His he's really good. He has nine picks this year. They have no depth at cornerback. Their front seven on paper is not good. They can't rush the passer. And despite all that, they surprisingly have a good run defense. But I think that's just a product of having a terrible pass defense. People just throw it all over the yard against them. Um, in their three losses, they've allowed 27, 30, and 45. So concerning. And once again, we go back to the AFC West. Easy schedule. Um, five games against teams with winning records all year. That was the Jets, the Broncos twice, and the Raiders twice. And all three of their losses came against those teams. Um, this team, more than the Raiders and the Broncos, you can really make the case for this team that they just beat up on bad teams. Um, just the fact of them going from consistently the worst team in that division to winning 13 games, the way that Mahomes took off, the way that the passing offense took off, you can really make the case that they beat up on bad teams. I think the Raiders are just good. And I think Aston's Aston. Um, this is no shot at Terry by any means, but I would not be surprised if they went one and done. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I disagree with that. I think they're a little bit better than what you're giving credit for. But, uh, Icom, what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, they're they're going to be a tough out. I mean, eighty percent, almost eighty percent completion percentage for Patrick Mahomes, thirteen picks, forty-two touchdowns, one hundred thirty-three point nine quarterback rating. Definitely MVP vote for me as well. Um, I think if they don't get into their head too much, they're going to go far. Uh, I think a lot of their passing yards that we see on defense are because teams are trying to play catch up with this team because they put thirty-three points on average a game. Um, and then I've seen uh, Edwards Allaire, he, he can go off too. He's averaging four and a half yards a carry, eight touchdowns. And uh, Duke Johnson as a sub is not a, a bad backup. They distribute the ball very well between all their receivers, including tight end uh, Travis Kelsey, who's still putting up big numbers at his age. Uh, I think he plays great defense. He does a lot of three, three, five defense as well uh, as also as what I've seen. And he puts Juan Thornhill in that little linebacker position and he gets a lot of user picks. So, and he gets those picks because teams are also trying to play catch up. I think if he gets up 14 points on any team, they're hard to beat. And I expect the chiefs to make it to the AFC championship. Pat. Yeah. So like Adele mentioned, he only had five games versus teams with winning records. 
Four of those came from teams in his own division. He split with both of them. So he has a loss to the Raiders, loss to the Broncos. And then his only other team he played that was that good is the team with the number one spot is the Jets. And he lost to the Jets. So when you look at everyone else he played, there's there's not a whole lot to be that excited about. But I still can't take away what he's been able to do with Mahomes this year. And I, maybe it comes from what he did, adding those guys in the O-line to give him the time to not get hit. But the 42 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, and Mahomes is even running the ball good himself. You know, he has 21 attempts, you know, averaging seven and a half yards for four touchdowns. Like, you have to make people think about that, too. Not only is he the best thrower in the league, he's capable of running. His run game out there, outside of that's all right, but it's just he needs to be able to put points up early. Like, he has to come out throwing the ball. He needs to get ahead. People, it, his... If he's been 31st in passing yards from the defense perspective, I'll see him playing the teams he played. The teams in these playoffs are going to be able to do whatever they want against that secondary. So every game is going to have to be a shoot-up for him. He doesn't seem to have the defense set up to just grind out a game. Neither, he has the offense to do it. I mean, those wide receivers and saying the O-line's great. I don't know if I can see him making the run here. I mean, he goes against the Titans early. The Titans are very good in the playoffs. They're going to have a shot. I mean, I think I'm going to have to give the Chiefs this win, but they have to go play the – well, they wouldn't actually end up going to play the Jets after that. So it switches everything up a little bit, but – get the Raiders. I, I think he can beat the Titans. If they win, they're going to get the Raiders. Yeah, he, yeah. so, so I, I originally kind of had the Titans in my mind beating the Chiefs, but as you just look more at what Mahomes has been able to do – I just I don't know if where the Titans are at, kind of playing a different game than they're used to, will be able to go toe to toe with that offensive attack. But the Titans' secondary has always been good, so it, I'm really interested to see how this goes. I, it's one of those games where it's really hard to decide who's going to win that one just by looking, like, you know, by looking at what they've done all season. Yeah, I don't know if the Titans can keep pace through the air with the Chiefs, so it's really going to come down to decision making and see what happens. Um, all right, let's move Did you, on. With hold this. on. Did you say that the Titans have a consistently had a good secondary, Pat? Did you say that? He definitely said that. Okay, never <laughs> mind. Half the reason I'm here is to call him out on his, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> All right, so I, I was muted there for a second. I, I was going purely of how I feel playing them. I, I wasn't looking at stats when I said it. I can't throw against the guy. So whether okay. his, everyone else did yeah, I saw his, you stink and so does Archer. I don't need you to tell me I think. I mean, clearly Adele was able to beat him in the playoffs last year handily. I don't even care um, about that. I'm talking about this yeah. season. The worst pass defense in the league. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm why I'm here. I, 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 I can't have a feel about how <laughs> I, I love feel it. Anymore. No, you can't because your right. takes are always a bit wrong. Moving on, the number one seed, your New York football Jets. Uh, we'll start with Ikem. Your thoughts? I mean, <laughs> Top scoring offense, a great defense, hard to find a weakness. Wait, that sounds like what Pat said about his team. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I mean, it's really with Sam Darnold. Are we going to get in the playoffs? I mean, we've we've all seen the games. We've seen the sailing passes. I think is maybe if there could be some weather related issues that might uh, be a distraction for Darnold. But I mean, obviously the Jets are a top tier uh, team not only in the AFC, but overall in the whole league as 
uh, as a whole. Uh, Gurley is obviously can still be leaned on when needed uh, to get those, you know, tough to get the yard, tough to get yards, get those first downs. You've had two 1,000 yard receivers in Allen Robinson and OBJ. And man, if Will Turner is just not a disruptor with Quinn and Williams, I mean, I think a lot of teams feel that heat, feel that pressure. Even if that pressure isn't quite there, they and they force a lot of throws that they shouldn't, and the Jets force a lot of turnovers with Blake Cashman getting 11 picks, I think maybe leading linebackers with uh, interceptions this year. So he leads, he leads the whole league. Oh, there you go. The whole league. Damn. We're going back oh to God, our Madden, uh, Madden 18 days right there with the middle line with the linebacker leading interceptions. But uh, the Jets are going to be a tough out. Obviously, they've been able to defeat the, the Chiefs, uh, who is the number two seed. I expect the Jets to also get to the AFC championship. And I think we're going to have a repeat of the Jets and Chiefs in the AFC championship. Well, let's get this over with. Pat, your thoughts. I mean, all I have to say is you're clearly – the fact that you're now building your team based on how I build teams is just so great to hear. I'm happy I got a sound clip of it. I'll yeah, never you, – you do that cheesy shit with your linebacker, so I said, fuck it, we're going. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the team's very good. Uh, I, I don't have anything bad to say about him. You know, Sam Darnold's doing what he has to do. Todd Gurley's a great – you know, he's, he's running the ball great. Clearly, you've always been able to pass the ball. But, yeah, I think it comes down to this defense. I mean – like he said before, Will Turner is just 17 sacks. Awesome. You're getting interceptions. Blake Cashman beating out CJ Henderson. Overall interceptions hurt in the final week of the season. <clears throat> so I really thought I had that. I'm choked up about it, as you can clearly tell. But, yeah, I mean, there's nothing bad to say here. I mean, you're going to go up against a bunch of really good teams. Everyone's going to be a shootout. You haven't really shown yourself in the playoffs to date this season. But I, I think if I was to, you know, not talk about myself, I, you're my favorite in the AFC right now to make a run and go have your Super Bowl appearance for the cycle. Well, we're definitely clipping that too. Uh, Adele, your thoughts? <laughs> you're the one seed. Um, technically, you lost two games. Well, technically, you lost three games, but really you lost two because the third one was a sim. Um, the losses were to Vegas and Miami. And we throw the Miami game out. It's a division game. You typically lose to Miami every year. We're not worried about that. Um, in Vegas, that's a tough game. It's a three-point game, 40-37, to 37, I believe the score was. Um, wins over Denver, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Kansas City. I mean, that's a great resume going into hosting ev- probably every game on the way to the Super Bowl. Um, second lowest team in the playoffs with interceptions with 19 and the fourth best defense in terms of taking the ball away. and. The weakness is kind of what everyone alluded to. If this is a real weakness, is the defense in terms of allowing passing yards. Um, similar to the style of a team we we're going to talk about in the NFC, is that they are bend but don't break, but with an efficient offense that doesn't turn the ball over, which is probably the most dangerous combination. A, de- a defense that doesn't allow points and allows yards, but then doesn't turn the ball over on offense. I mean, that's scary. So got a good thing going will turner when he's not busy being a pirate is rushing the quarterback um we've got a great linebacking group it's it's exciting i I think you're gonna make the super bowl i've got you in the afc title game i fucking hope so because this going one and done shit is not for me um yeah i mean look it 
I definitely went into this year more with a bigger focus on running the ball. And you could see I had, you know, Gurley bust a thousand yards the first time all cycle. I've had a thousand yard rusher. Um, you know, if you add up all the other running backs, we're, we're damn close to a thousand yards with them as well, right? So I definitely go with a more of a running back by committee approach with it being Gurley and then the other half is split between a couple of guys. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, Sam in the snow last year, I still have nightmares about it, right? So that's the thing I'm worried about is if this guy just doesn't show up to play because there's nothing I can do when guys are wide open and he's throwing the ball in the dirt. So um, I'm definitely a little concerned because he is very hit or miss. But that's why I started to build this rushing attack a little bit better because then if he's having a bad day, hopefully I can go run the ball and then bring in OBJ just... You know, it, it, it really hurts those teams that have that elite cornerback, right? So playing a guy like JP, you see Trey White is going to lock up one of these guys. And then you just, you know, you feast on the other two because you ha I have Ertz and I have Bims as well. So the weapons are there. The defense is there. The defense have been playing great all freaking season. So hopefully it continues and uh, we can go get this done. But enough about me. Let's move on to the NFC. This one, a little bit tougher to kind of predict what's going to happen here with this NFC playoff. Um, right now, your seventh seed is the Atlanta Falcons. Your sixth seed is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Your five seed, uh, actually, is Tampa going to... Tampa, did Tampa win their division? Nope, Tampa lost the division. So they're they the lost sixth. The yep. Okay, cool. All right, Arizona is your five seed. The Chicago Bears slash Minnesota Vikings, one of those teams will win this division by default. Sorry, Eichum. Um, You have the oh. Eagles in the three seed, the Panthers at the two seed, and the Niners, no surprise, as your one seed. So we will start at the bottom. We will start with the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I'm a little surprised that they're here because, you know, earlier on, on previous podcasts, we talked about how they've kind of taken a step back. They were throwing a lot of interceptions. They weren't off to the best start. Um, but Kelly's done a good job of at least navigating through some of that and being able to pick up some big wins down the stretch. Um, you know, he holds on against a tough game against Spencer last night. He's able to pull out the victory in week 16 against the Panthers, which is a tough game. Um, you know, and then he took care of some of the teams he had to take care of, like the Saints the first time around, the Lions the first time around earlier in the year. So, I mean, I, I think that it was going to be the Falcons or the Rams is kind of what we talked about last podcast. And I had no faith in the Rams and all you guys were very high on them. Um, I, I still think that this team just turns the ball over way too much. They have no rushing attack that, you know, you could speak of. The defense has been surprisingly good. They're number one in yards and number one against the run uh, and seven against the pass. So, I mean, that's a good defense. They're top 10 in points allowed, but offensively they have absolutely no running game to speak of and it puts a lot of pressure on the quarterback right and when you have a guy back there who's thrown 35 interceptions on the year and then your backups come in and throw an 11 that 46 interceptions is awful and if that's how you're going to operate you're not going to win very many football games let alone playoff games so unless he runs into the the bears or the vikings in the first round i think he's getting blown out and obviously that's not going to happen. So I have Kelly losing big in the first round. Um, I don't know. I just don't trust this team. And, and I think that the quarterback situation is a mess. Uh, Adele, what are your thoughts? Let's not get carried away. So first of all, it's depressing that the crappy Falcons are in and the more exciting Rams story, they didn't make it. That's we fun. knew that was going to happen. I that's don't know fun. why you guys bought into it. He I was, don't know why you bought into it. He was 7-2. and two. It's, imp it's improbable that he missed the playoffs, but we'll talk about him later. Um, Where Moji was right. It's, imp it's improbable the way he missed the playoffs. But anyway, so 
the crappy Falcons, they're not good. No one's excited to see them here. They're not winning the Super Bowl. They're 2-0 against the Panthers, and that's who they play in the first round. So I don't think that they're necessarily a lot to be out in round one. Um, but let's talk about them more in depth outside of just that game. Easy schedule. Their schedule is a joke, and they just managed to scratch and claw their way to 9-7. and seven. Outside of Carolina, who, like I said, they went 2-0 against. They played four teams with winning records. Um, or excuse me, five teams with winning records and went 0-5 in those five. Um, no rushing attack. Their entire offense relies on the quarterback. Um, like you said, they somehow have a great run defense, but I think that has more to do with the fact that they're throwing a ton of interceptions and giving up short field. I really do believe that. I don't think that this yeah, rush that defense is actually good. Definitely makes um, sense. And in the seven games, so that's total seven games, the two Carolina games and the five other teams against teams with winning records, uh, Carter threw six touchdowns and 18 interceptions. So that's what he's like against teams that he are playoff caliber. Um, I don't trust their offense to not sink them in a game. There is no way that this team four games in a row can produce offense that doesn't have more turnovers than not. I just, I have, there is no way I can see them beating Carolina. They would get demolished by the 49ers. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. I don't think they're going to beat Carolina either, but Pat, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so I, I agree with a lot of it. I love the situation he's in coming into the playoffs. I'm pretty sure it's his first trip to the playoffs, the cycle since coming back to red zone. and to, He made it last year. He did make it last year? All right. So to come in as a seven seed and then get to play the Panthers, who you beat twice this season already, like, to come into a, with a game that you very much know and can believe that you can win. I mean, everyone wants to believe they can win games, but like to know you've already done it twice, to kind of have a game plan of how to do it, yeah, it's a great startup, but that's going to put him up, even if he wins, that puts him up against the Niners. But I kind of like that whole seven seed coming in. Get what you think could be an easy kind of introduction into the playoffs this year. And then, yeah, if you knock out the Niners, it only gets easier. Not to say that the Eagle, most likely what could be the Eagles after that is easy, but it only gets easier than having to face the number one seed if you somehow pull out a game and beat them. I just don't think that Carter's capable of getting anywhere close to doing that. He's throwing way too many picks. I mean, he, he puts up yards, but I have to assume that's just him getting aggressive at the end of games and somehow making some comebacks against teams that aren't playoff caliber. So most likely getting down, throwing picks, and making comebacks to just somehow squeak into the playoffs. So yeah, do I think he can beat the Panthers? Yes. If I was him, would I be completely fine with having to go play the Niners right afterwards? Yeah, get the hard game out of the way. Maybe pull it out, but I would say he's one and done. I do think he will beat the Panthers, but I don't think he'll be able to go up against what that Niners offense is capable of doing and win that game with what, you know, even though it shows that his defense is not letting people score, that's just because of who he's been playing. You know, so one and done. I do think he beats the Panthers, though. I don't think so. Uh, Icom, your thoughts? Yeah, I don't think he beats the Panthers. Uh, I know he's done it during the regular season and such, but – too many turnovers from DJ Carter and with his running back only averaging 3.2 yards a carry and three touchdowns on the season. And that means he's having to rely way too much on DJ Carter. I mean, granted, he's got Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and uh, was it his Titans is a Godert Goddard. If you uh, told me before the season that he was going to have two guys over a thousand yards and the second one would be Dallas Goddard, 
I would have smacked you because <laughs> right? I would not have predicted that. But he's had a good year from his tight end. I mean, and the guy's had 14 drops, which is pretty shitty. So, Yeah, and he's got double-digit touchdowns from three receivers, Roman Hardy, Calvin Ridley, and Julio. So, I mean, the offense, I think, is there. But then when he does turn the ball over, he's given up the short field, which is causing his defense – you know, to take a little too much on and he's, but this is also representative of a weak NFC as a whole, a nine and seven in Atlanta, uh, Atlanta Falcons team uh, at the seven seed when, you know, teams such as the Rams, Seahawks, Cowboys that could have made some noise uh, are missing out and uh, Atlanta's here representative, but I think they're one and done and lose to Carolina here in the first round. Be interesting to see. I'm definitely looking forward to that game. Let's move on to our sixth seed, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I would let Tough go first, but he is not here. So we will start with Adele. What are your thoughts on the Bucks that you just love to beat up so much? <laughs> oh, I love this team. I really do. Um, all jokes aside, um, so a couple big things for the playoffs. AJ Watts out. He's their sack leader. The Bucks already have the 30th worst pass defense in the league. Now they're missing J.J. Watt, so that is a massive blow to any run they're going to make. Um, Shaq Barrett is their next guy with 10 sacks. After that, the next is three. This really is a two-headed monster in terms of rushing the passer, and one of them's gone. Um, defense, once again, it's another one of these teams where it's the defense is top 10 picks, but they throw the ball away so much. Um Hagen's is out of control with turnovers, and that's Toff's weakness. Um, they the best one-two punch at wide receiver in the playoffs with Evans and Godwin. There's, yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Your, yours is the best in the AFC, but in terms of just <laughs> – I don't even think it's close with these guys. Um, three of their ten wins on the season came against teams with winning records, two times being the Falcons, which I don't think very much of, and the Titans, and that was actually a really good win against the Titans. 45 to 20. Um, the weakness is his inability to stop throwing interceptions. This team is really good. And it's inexcusable that he didn't win a couple years ago with the roster that he had. And he is a one and done in the playoffs. And team's probably worse now. Watt's going to be gone. And defense is aging. And I just, I don't see how he's going to make a run. I just, he couldn't do it two years ago with the team that he had. I just I don't see how he's going to win four playoff games in a row, and especially this year. This is the shakiest he's looked in terms of a regular season. I mean, he got swept by the Panthers, and we'll talk about the Panthers, but that's concerning to me. Um, yeah, I just three going three and seven against. Or excuse me. Um, going yeah three and seven. Um, three of your ten wins. Excuse me, I'm totally misreading that. Only win, beating three teams with winning records is not good. It, it's just it's an indictment to your season. I'm not excited about them. No, I'm super low on this Bucks team. I agree with everything that you said. That the turnovers are just way too much as well, right? And at least he has a good rushing attack he can lean on. Like Rojo hasn't been bad this year. Twelve hundred yards, seven touchdowns. It's a it's a good season. But without having JJ Watt back there, and that defense is going to struggle a lot worse than they normally do. And I just think that when you play some of the better users like yourself or like Ernest in the playoffs, like these guys are going to game plan around his deficiencies 
just better than he's going to. And I think that that's going to really come back and hurt him. You know, you know exactly how to attack this team, how to beat them, and, you know, what things you're going to be looking to do. And I don't think that he's going to be able to come up with a successful counter to be able to hide some of the holes that are on that team. Uh, Pat, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel bad that he has to come up against you, Adele, to start these playoffs. He's, he's 0-4 against you this cycle. I've said it before that I think it's almost you own his mind. Like he just can't beat you. He admits it too. He admits yeah, it. Yeah, you're you're in there, and for, so like I was talking before our game, and I was like, he clearly wanted to beat me. He would have won the division. He would have had to get to go play what would have been most likely the Falcons. It, someone that you know he has beat this season. He got to play Alex Archer. He looked horrible. The team looked horrible. Like I, they aren't a playoff team right now. Unless they can go on just Mike Evans and Godwin just go off, he throws no picks, puts up all the points, and he's able just to chase the team out. But he plays you first. Like I'd be fine if he was playing the Falcons or playing one of these other teams to start off this playoff run to get a win under his belt. 0-4, a team has your numbers. You haven't really changed what you're doing. You have Your team's not as good. Your quarterback's not as good. The wide receivers are still great, but you're not going to come out and be a team that's had your number the whole time trying to do the same thing. And you're not going to be able to switch it up going into the playoffs against that. So I think, I mean, never going to say an easy win in the playoffs, but I think you come through and beat him and his playoffs are done. And he really has to go figure out what he's going to do because I just, if you can have a passing attack like he had this year and then people still aren't high on you going into the playoffs, you got to figure out something else. It must be, it has to come from the defense. And not having Watt, as you guys said, is only makes that worse. So I think he's one and done. And, you know, it could have been different if he was in a different seed, but playing you week one, first game of the playoffs, is just not something that's going to bode well for him. Icom, your, uh, your breakdown of these bucks. Now we know the reason Toph isn't here tonight, because Adele's here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but seriously, no. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, he saw that, and he's like, fuck that. <laughs> um. Normally, if he wasn't playing the Eagles, if he honestly wasn't playing Adele, I, he would be a tough, a, a tough opponent just because of his offensive weapons, not def- defensively, and especially now with JJ Watt out. I mean, you take away that factor of getting that type of pressure. But uh, I did challenge him earlier in this uh, one of our earlier podcasts. I don't know if it was the one before or the second one before, but he wasn't doing much with Ronald Jones. So I was happy to see him that he got Ronald Jones up there a little bit, twelve hundred yards, seven touchdowns. But he, I think he relies too much on Mike Evans uh, in the red zone or, or the, you know, lob and pray kind of uh, philosophy. And then obviously Chris Goblin with 109 receiving uh, 109 receptions. Uh, that's a, you know, he's feeding, he's feeding that God. But uh, yeah, the, I think the Eagles were going to win this game regardless uh, just because he's got Toss number and he's, he's, he's living in Toff's head for free. So. Yeah, I just don't think the Bucks are a team that's ready to compete, right? If you look at the NFC as a whole, and, you know, we could kind of do this afterwards, but there's really only three teams in my mind out of these seven that I can see going all the way and making a run and getting hot, where, you know, the AFC, as we talked about, I think there's six teams that could do that. Um, we will move on to one of those teams that I have faith in. It is your five seed, your Arizona Cardinals. Um, I think that... The defense for the Cardinals by far has been so impressive this season with what they've been able to do. Um, 
it's just such a talented group, and I think Remes is a really good play caller, and he knows exactly what kind of formations he wants to run and what things he's trying to implement out there. Obviously, Simmons running around being a freak is really nice. Um, you know, you have multiple guys with seven interceptions. Uh, the sack numbers aren't great. You have a lot of guys, like, chipping in. Um, I think he has one guy, yeah, uh, Ture got 10 sacks. He's got two guys with eight. He's got another guy with seven. Um, but, I mean, they just play well as a unit, right? I, I do think that offensively this year Kyler Murray 22 picks is a little high from a Remesso team he's only through 23 touchdowns um you know the running game was okay Kenyon Drake cracked a thousand yards nine touchdowns um you know his rookie running back wasn't anything to ride home about um but I mean I trust Remesu as a play caller and on the sticks a little bit more than some of these other teams that I have kind of lower than them in the playoffs um but I don't know it just it just when he runs it to a team like the Niners, right? Do do we think that defense is going to be able to hold on enough to be able to get things done? Uh, yeah, he beat him during the regular season, but the playoffs is a whole different ball game. It's a whole different animal. So, um, I don't know, man. I I see them. I could see them making a little bit of a run. I could see them going far, but ultimately, I don't think that they will get past those Niners. Um, you know, and who knows what happens in round two against you, Adele, right? If you guys go head to head, I think that's a probably the best matchup you're going to get team wise in the playoffs in the NFC. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. What are your thoughts, Adele? So I like this team. Um, I would agree with you that I think that they are one of the teams that could come out of the NFC. Um, he is riding a current 10 game win streak after starting two and four. And some of those games are really good wins. He's beaten the 49ers, Eagles, and Ravens in that time span. Um, he is the best scoring defense in the NFC. He allows 16 points per game. It's the second best rush defense and the third best yardage defense. I know you said earlier that they weren't getting after the passer, but per daddy leagues, he leads the league in sacks on defense. Does he? Interesting. So, and I think and it's misleading, right? Like, I don't blame you for that. It's misleading because he's got a lot of guys, like you said, that have these chunk sacks, right? Like six, six, eight, ten, nine, eight, right? But there's a ton of them. And he, he rotates yeah. these guys in and out of there. Um, so he gets after the passer. He stops the rush. The problem has been throughout the year has been the offense, right? And that's what people say is, is this sustainable? Can he, can he take this style into a playoff game? I actually think that that take is a little overrated in that his offense has improved as the year's gone along, um, especially lately. Murray has been great the last two games in the last couple games of the year. Um, just look at them on paper. I mean, you have Murray, Drake. Uh, they drafted Bass in the first round, the running back. They've got Hopkins. They've got the uh, the tight end. Uh, they still got Kirk and Isabella. I mean, it's a really good team on paper. And the way he's playing defense, it leaves him so much room for error that he can have a couple drives where he goes three and out, right? But the problem has been for him all years, he just can't score as consistently as you'd think for a team with that much firepower. If he runs into a good defense, he, he could be in trouble. That's the thing. Kyler Murray's basically a one-to-one -one touchdown INT player right now. Um, if he starts turning the ball over, that's where he's going to get in trouble. But um, he's proven he can win against the, the teams that are above him in the seating right now. Ike, your thoughts? They're a tough five seed. And, uh, I mean, let's not sugarcoat it, man. They're getting a bye week if <laughs> the first week of the playoffs, no matter what team they play, whether it be the Bears or the Vikings. 
They're tough on D. Kyler is a game changer. I mean, I you know I, I'm a I'm trying to give him a you know let it let it be a trap game. Uh, Kyler's game changer, but he needs to kind of limit his turnovers. I mean, he lost a couple games that I think he shouldn't have. Right? He lost against the Steelers in Week Four. Uh, he had a he lost to the Cowboys. I don't know if that was the sim, but he lost nine to thirteen. Uh, granted, those are earlier games in the season, and teams kind of uh, mutate and change as the season progresses. And they, they're kind of on one now. Uh, but he was struggling against uh, Jim before that disconnect. And, you know, um, yeah, should that game should have been replayed? Yeah, because there were some, you know, some consequences because of that win or loss. So, yeah, I think it did need to be replayed because of that. But uh, I think the Cardinals will at least uh, win one game against the whoever the four seed is. And then I haven't ultimately looked at the next matchup that they might have, but they're at least winning one game and advancing for sure. And they could do some damage. Yeah. I, looking at their schedule, the one thing that does concern me is when he does play some of these lesser teams, he doesn't really put them away, right? Like winning against the Packers by seven is that's not a great win. And you had to sit Murray. Then the next week, you beat the Bengals by seven, and again, you have to sit Murray. So he needs to get those turnovers under control because these, like the Packers and the Bengals, are teams that this Cardinals team, with as good as they are being 12 and four, like that should be a 20 plus point win, especially Cincinnati. That team is terrible, right? And, you know, you get yourself into trouble by throwing interceptions. And if you do that early in a playoff game against a guy like Adele or against that Niners team, it's over. Forget it. They're going to just ground you into submission and you know put points on the board and they're gonna do what they got to do to get that win so I think that that is a concern and and the schedule doesn't really make me feel any better looking at this Cardinals team Pat what are your thoughts yeah so I kind of go against it they're one of my favorites to go far in here I really like the situation they come in and you know Eichem wants to say that yeah he gets a bye week with how the Cardinals work no games a bye week and you can say that just by how they 17 to 10 of the Bengals, you know, these close games with the Packers. When you have a defense like that, it's getting all these turnovers and they're getting turnovers from everyone. Sacks, there's, there's so many different players that are getting it on their team. They have, well, I think five guys with five to seven picks each. Like, that's crazy that that many people getting production like that. You kind of need things to go your way in games. You need someone to make mistakes or you need to get that interception. You can't really control all of it. You're going to call your plays, but you can't, you're not just going to get that every game. So if he doesn't get that, then he has to rely on Kyler Murray to go out and score points, which he hasn't been doing. We've all kind of said this already, but the reason I like them is, say he does come in and play a good game against whoever comes from the NFC North, he gets a win, and then most likely the two teams he'll play after that are the two best wins he's had all season. So say he goes up against the Eagles, he beat the Eagles in Week 13, holding him to just 13 points. That kind of has to be his key to success. He only put up 16, but if you can keep playoff teams to staying under 20 points, you're always going to be in the game. And then he beat the Niners in week nine. He got Lamar to throw three picks. And that's still kind of the thing of getting the game to kind of go your way, getting someone to make a mistake. And it's not a super easy way of making a run in the playoffs, but the team's there to do it. So if he, it all comes down to turnovers for him. If he can minimize them with Kyler or be in situations where he doesn't have to be aggressive throwing the ball, he just needs to get turnovers from his defense. And you know, that can change instantly in a playoff game where you don't have the chance to do that. But I really like the situation he's coming in. But I also could so easily see him just blowing it against the Bears or the Vikings. I think both of them are very capable. 
of beating them if they just also limit their turnovers and just do a ground and pound game with the Cardinals. Can we just pause for a second and just give Pat his due diligence for how great of a take that was? That might have been Pat's best take since September. <laughs> well spoken, well researched. I'm being 100% serious. That was great. It's, it's not saying much, though, that that's his best take. So you, you prepared for this one a little bit, I think. Yeah, I had some notes. I had some notes. Well, the notebook is back. Holy shit. <laughs> um, has anyone not talked about the Cardinals yet? No. I think we're good, right? All right, so let's move on. We will go to the four seed. And what I want to do with this is give you a little breakdown between the Bears and the Vikings and talk about this game tonight. Ooh. Because it's a, it's a big one, right? It's a big one for you. It's uh, the title game. It's the title. The belt's on the line. It's a title fight. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Tonight, right? So everybody's gonna laugh at the title, though. You know, already the league's already pissed off about it. You know, who cares as right. a whole. But but who are the guys that are really saying shit? Right? You have like, yeah, it's like White Greg. You have White or... Greg and Cad, and where are they? Right? So they're on the couch as well because they're both terrible. And, and I thought Cad you know, was in the playoffs. No, did he Cad miss? Stinks. No Cad way. Stinks. <laughs> I told you, like six I told you two. Got, I told you guys I didn't like the Henry trade last podcast, and here we are. You know, I, I don't know. My my takes are pretty good. Um, I mean, so we'll we'll start with the Bears, right? Five and ten. They don't do a ton of things well. Um, I mean, they're Jeez. top fifteen in rush defense, but I think that's just by default. Uh, they just I mean, happen to have look, Khalil Mack. That's the reason, r- right? Yeah, they, he's the one guy that they haven't gotten rid of yet. Um, I mean, you look at the team and. Montgomery's not really like 600 yards from your starting back. Three touchdowns isn't great. Jared Goff has been a disaster. 15 touchdowns to 34 interceptions. Uh, he threw 10 interceptions when Minshew came in. I don't know who Cade Farr is, but even that guy threw an interception and he only attempted nine passes. So, so I mean, it, it's clearly just an interception factory, right? It, it's It's been awful here. So let's pause for a moment because I wrote down a little game for this. Let's okay, play the game. Ahead. Guess the player that the Bears drafted in the first round with their top 15 pick last draft. Can anyone oh. name who it was? Oh, I'm going to guess it's this Cade Farr guy. <laughs> Who's Cade Farr? He was their first round pick. He threw nine passes. But, what are they I mean, doing? I don't think he knew. Th- Maybe he well, knew the quarterback was going to get drafted, but he told his girlfriend or fiance yeah. to draft the, the top quarterback. Oh, no. Is and, that it? Yeah, so yes. Kendall picked Cade Farr, and okay. that's why. That was by far not a good draft selection. So, uh, if he would have uh, came to me and been like, "Well, quarterback is good," I would definitely would have said, "Don't draft Gate." Don't Kate draft Kate Far. Yeah, <laughs> not far not that him. one. These two guys yeah. are gone. Don't draft any quarterback. Like, but why yeah. not just play them? Like, they're not. Exactly. You can't do any worse than 15 touchdowns and 34 interceptions. Exactly. There's I mean, no reason for not playing. Him. 56.2% completion percentage, and he just cracked 2,000 yards with his starting quarterback. That's like, awful. He has 90- no running game to back it up. I mean, it's a 93 throw power. It, yeah, everything else isn't there, but you haven't done anything else before. Like, why not give the guy a shot? See right. what, you know, see if you do something with he him. Might, of- tonight, I don't know. I don't know who's going to be starting tonight. <laughs> yeah, he's trying he to doesn't you know. your toes. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> <laughs> they all might play at some point tonight, right. Michael, honestly. Um, I mean, so he goes out. He, he trades Robinson two years ago, which I – I mean, I love it because he traded him to me, but I thought that was such a dumb decision by him. And then what do you replace him with? You go out and spend picks now and go trade for Will Fuller, and 
you know, you were much better with Robinson, right? If you look at Robinson's numbers from his time in Chicago, it's much better. He didn't get he got 40 receptions, 795, and eight touchdowns this year from Fuller. Um, you know, didn't crack 600 yards with Cole Komet. Uh, I mean, and the rest of these guys are just te- like the roster's terrible. The defense, you still have a couple of guys there that are leftovers, right? Roquan Smith is still Roquan Smith. He's still a good player. Khalil Mack is still a really good player. And Eddie Jackson's still a good player. He was able to go sign Adrian Amos in the offseason. He came in. He had six picks this year. Okay, not bad. You have D. Ford and Kyle Fuller. But, I mean, play calling has been a, a huge concern for him. He still has no idea what he's doing. Offensively, there's no rhyme or reason to anything that he does. It's just, I, I love beat. He's a great dude, but this is not his thing. Madden is not for him. And, I mean, you just look at his team every year. It's the same thing. You could start him with the Pro Bowl roster, all 99s across the board. And by the end of the cycle, the team's going to be in shambles. It's just how it is, man. And not to say this Bears team was good to start with, but when you have a, a pretty mediocre to average roster, right? I think that's fair to say about the Bears. They're, you know, by now, they're, they're terrible. And they are. This is a five-win team for sure. And, you know, he seemed like he was going to turn that corner two seasons ago, and he just didn't. He's come back down to what we all thought he was. Uh, Adele, we'll, we'll start with you, your, uh, your breakdown of the Chicago Bears. So let's go back to what you were saying about how bad the team is. So shockingly, and I'm sure I can remember this, not this past draft, but two drafts ago, he actually won the Daddy Leagues Award for Best Draft. He crushed it. He has, I'm looking at the draft class right now, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, it nine nine players that came into his draft class, be it UDFAs or players he picked, are seventy overall or higher. That is absurd. That is the best draft class probably of the entire cycle in terms of depth. He's just not using these guys. That's what's crazy. It's like he he nailed the draft. He got a ton of good players. He doesn't use them. And granted, a bunch of these guys are normal dev, but how do they dev? You have to play them right. Like he drafted this pass rusher who's a he's 23 years old he's star dev zach morrow like this guy should be playing every down and it doesn't look like he is um clarence bush this wide receiver he should be starting for them um paul farrell this tight end he should be starting for them it's all these guys he drafted it's like where did they go you know what i mean like he set his team up for success and then he just i don't know what he did i think he just stopped setting his depth chart or whatever but the team is terrible the quarterback that he took in the first round was ripping up the 11th overall pick. Um, I have the Vikings winning this game. I think it's a better team. And we'll talk about the NFC North later. Um, but overall, it's this is not a good team. And the youth that he added that I liked, he's not using them and he's not paying attention. And that's kind of a joke at this point, honestly. Yeah, it may be a time for Chicago to part ways. Uh, Pat, your thoughts? Yeah, so... Ikem, you better hope that Kendall's not out of town and, you know, Beach is able to sneak his Xbox over Beach is able to <laughs> sneak his Xbox over to the actual TV. Because we can say all we want about his building and everything. He doesn't play. He might play on the worst setup of all time. Like, it, it's almost impossible to play. You can't even see half the screen. So, uh, no wonder he's throwing picks. He's throwing to guys he can't actually see when he's playing. So, yeah, the team's bad. I, I don't know if I could ever decide who's going to win this. I mean... Somehow you guys have thrown the most picks out of the four people in your division, which have all thrown way too many. But the Bears are at 45 on the season. Vikings are at 43. The Lions somehow have the lowest amount at 39. But, you know, clearly that doesn't get to wins. But 
I'm just happy that was it two podcasts ago when Ikem started this whole talk about you know people are going to be mad when I think he said an eight or nine win team gets into the playoffs or something. I think he said nine. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I was like, Ikem, slow down. Like I'm pretty Ugh. sure like you, it might be a six win team. Like well, nine and seven team well, did get in. It's just the Falcons. <laughs> And, but now we're sitting here where it's going to be a 6-10 team that goes to the playoffs. We just don't know who it is yet. So I don't know who to decide to win this. I think if I was to bet and it was a pick em, I would take Ikem. Uh, I just – just hasn't been able to put it together consistently for multiple games ever. You know, so he's come off a horrible – couple bad losses in a row. He beat the Lions was his last win. He beat the Saints before that. I just don't know that you come off getting destroyed by the Raiders and the Bucks to then come in any way confident with like the right type of game plan to come in and play a game. It's when, whoever just doesn't turn the ball over. And, you know, Icon, that's literally all you should be thinking about is trying to control the clock. Don't turn the ball over. He's not going to put up that many points on you. He's ne- he doesn't do it against anyone else. What does he average? 19 points a game? He averages below that 20 mark. So, yeah, I mean, don't get aggressive. Don't do the turnovers. His team's just not that good. So just. Grind the clock, stay in a tight game. You'll be able to win this one. I guess the Vikings taking that spot. Wearing my jersey tonight. <laughs> I hope you uh, do. Icom, literally, literally, Icom. It may sound like a really dumb thing, and 95% of the time I hate the, the Madden announcers, and I don't know if it's Brandon Davis, or, sorry, Charles Davis or Brandon Godden who says it, but any drive that ends in a kick for you is is a positive, right? So if you have to punt, it's okay. Just don't throw an interception. Don't give him a short field. Make him work his shitty offense down the whole field. He's going to lose by doing that. So punts are okay. If it's not there on third down, don't just close your eyes and chuck it up. Please. Yeah, and I, I want you to win. I want a division title in Minnesota. I want this for you. I'll let you talk about the Bears, and then we're going to all talk about the Vikings. Well, I'm not going to talk about that. Like, I've, like I said, I've played them now. This will be our eighth eighth matchup, I guess. Uh, but I beat him earlier in the season, and he threw seven interceptions, and I felt like pretty good. I, I was like, I got him figured out. I know what I, what I got to do on defense. His run game was pretty easy to stop. But – you know, it's it's about my gameplay. It's going to be about being consistent, not forcing those throws. And I know that. Like, I, I for some reason, I always have this like little clock in my head that I, I need to get rid of the ball. I need to get rid of the ball. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna take a sack, and then I throw a fucking stupid pass, and it gets picked off. And I'm like, you know, I'm like Fudge. I'm like, what's his name, Ralphie, and freaking a Christmas story. Uh, I don't know, but I will come ball. in. No, no, when he's changing the tire. Fudge. <laughs> I'm not Schwartz. Schwartz gets his tongue stuck on the pole. That's who it is. Uh, yeah, that's Schwartz. But uh yeah, I if I run the ball, I'm gonna try I'm gonna come out and I'm gonna run the ball and then I'm gonna do some play action and I'm not gonna force any bad throws and I'm gonna play tight defense and I'm expecting to win this game and go ahead and play the Cardinals in the playoffs. It's just oh, another game. Let's talk about your Vikings. Um, obviously, a five and ten record as well. The numbers for you definitely look better for uh, than what we saw for the Bears, statistically at least. Um, you know, your defense is twentieth in points allowed. Your seventeenth in yards, which isn't bad. Your rush defense is thirteenth. Um, interceptions obviously are the thing for you as well, right? So over ten through twenty-five, you had 
whoever Josh Randolph is come in and throw 16, and Ty Barber came in and he threw two. So that's a ton of interceptions. And, mm. you know, that's that's really the key. Uh, Dalvin Cook had a decent year, right? 771 is not bad. I'd like to see the running touchdowns go up a little bit, right? <laughs> Cook had four, Overton had yeah. three, and, you know, Gaither had one, and that's it. So you had a total of eight touchdowns rushing on the year. Uh, but, I mean... I think you have the pieces to get it done. You spread the ball out pretty well. All your wide receivers are pretty close in terms of, you know, receptions and, and yards and touchdowns. So it's an even distribution. So it's not like you're locking in on one guy, right? I just want to see you put it all together tonight. Go out there, get this win and win this division. And hopefully it sets you up for the future of the rest of the cycle over here. Uh, Adele, your thoughts on your Minnesota Vikings. Love them. I'm all in on tonight. Um, Realistically, they're the best team in the North, and frankly, I don't. It, records aside, I don't think it's close. Um, they're just in more games, if that makes sense. Like the roster is just constructed to keep them in more games. Um, two and three in their last five, and all three of the losses have been one possession. So that's a really good sign that he's playing his best football right now, which needs to happen. Which goes back to Pat's great take. Can't believe I'm saying that from a little bit ago about how you could beat the Cardinals. Like in theory that the way that you're playing with the style of that Vikings team, again, if you don't turn the ball over, which is improbable based on your stats, you could win a playoff game because the team is really good. You, the, the turning of the ball, turning over the ball so much, it's, it just, it kills you. So um, you have superstars on the roster with cook, Jefferson, Hunter, um, if you can keep possession of the ball, you have a chance. It's as simple as that. That's what's killed you. I mean, you know, tough loss to tough, right? Where you lose by three, where that that could have been your win that gets you in the playoffs and close. I, it's just we've got you got a ways to go. I mean, let's not get carried away. You're on the cusp of being a six win division winner. But, um, there's certainly some good things lately to talk about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, it takes a lot to get under my skin. Like, I know the haters are going to hate and whatever, but, you know, I'm having fun. If, but it ain't about, if I ain't having fun, then I'd be fine. No one cares what White Greg has to say. Yeah, White Greg, hey, man, you know the squeaky what? meal gets the oil. You know, White, you got to. Like, White Greg's missing the playoffs in a division where the winner has nine wins. Like, it, you can't be complaining. Like, it's not like it wasn't out of the realm for. He had two teams that were very. They have Arby's internet, you know? Like, ah. <laughs> yeah you gotta get out of this mindset where you give a shit what anyone else has to say fuck them all the people that are saying shit unless they're multi-time champions who cares bro like who go out and play your game and win your game and they can all kiss your ass while they're watching you play a playoff game who i mean that didn't shit? choose for lefty to leave you know lefty was made this decision already and that he wanted to spend more time i did <laughs> Maybe maybe the mafia, maybe the advanced mafia got to him a little bit and edged him out a little quicker. But you know, hey, look, I did you a favor. Now's your time. Go win the division. <laughs> All right. What's your thought on the Vikings? Yeah, like I said, I like for them tonight. I want you to come out and just run the ball. You're you're just play, just try this out one time. You're averaging a little over three yards a carry. Just run it over and over. Like try, shoot to get to fourth down in inches, and then just fucking go for it. Run it again. See how long you can keep the other team off the ball. Like, play the Jake offense. Like, fourth down, that's just another time to go for it. You know, just make sure you're getting to these fourth and inches. And, like, if you just run the ball, keep the other team off. You're not going to get turnovers there. I mean, 
you still could have a force fumble. But like, they're way less probable with how you've been throwing the ball. Yeah. To do it. You know, I, I would be surprised if a lot of your interceptions come when you're getting to a third and four, you know, and it, try just don't go, don't get too aggressive yet. Like this beat isn't someone who put up all these points on you that you're like, have to be worried about making sure you score every time you have the Another ball. Thing I think you're going to have time to get a do is I don't utilize Overton a lot with his legs and he's like 90 speed. 80 he's your second best rusher. So I need to, you know, that. when the, when the pass isn't there, get it, get out the pocket and get a couple yards or throw the ball out, out of bounds and live the other play. So yeah. that's one thing I've, I, I recognize it. It's just, I've got to do it. <laughs> oh, it's, it's tough. But get it's get this win. Go out, go out, get it. Test not doing the turnovers. Cause if you want any chance in these playoffs, you, you're going to have to do the same thing. I love a guy. You know, you're not going to overpower the NFC North. Yeah, I know. Let's go. Skull, hey, let's, let's go. Moving goal. on. Your three seed, your Philadelphia Eagles, sitting at a 9-7 and seven record. Probably a little bit worse than we anticipated, especially coming off a Super Bowl win. But um, I'm pretty sure Hurts was Hurts at some point this year, right? You didn't have him for a couple games. Um, you know, and, and you kind of navigated things down the stretch things are beeping we lost the chat i don't really know what's happening um we just lost the back i just hear things going off in my ear and i have a ton of shit pulled up um so you know not the year that i anticipated for philly um i was was jalen hurt this year for you adele he was he missed a few games um i have fun stats if you want me to sh- throw some fun stats out. I love fun stats, you know, so go ahead. I'm not going to give like a take, but I'll just throw out stats because I don't want to like, you know, whatever. Um, right, we, we can't right. give away too much, I, I know. So, top 10 offense in all categories, top 10 defense in every category besides passing, despite the 9-7 record. Six of the seven losses were one possession games, seven points or fewer. Um, Hertz played in 13 of 16 games. He had four games in which he didn't throw a pick. Three of those games, the Eagles won. In the five games that hurts through two plus, two plus interceptions, the Eagles went one and four. So basically, if the math adds up correctly, which it should based on the record, if the Eagles don't turn the ball over, is a very probable chance that they are in a one possession game. Simple as that. And that's all I have to say about it. If if you're in a lot of one possession games, you your turnovers are the deciding factor on who wins those games. That's all I have to say about the Eagles. Pat, your thoughts on the Eagles? Uh, just frustrated. You know, I, I wanted to talk shit about Adele. I always want to. But he's able to kind of limp in at 9-7 and seven into the playoffs. You get the Washington football team kind of just having fun and the other two guys that aren't having really fun. Threat aren't really a threat at all. So he gets in at nine and seven and now he's a, he's scary. You know what he's saying? He is one of the, he's a top 10 offense, top 10 defense. He has some bad losses on the season, you know, losing to the giants, Washington football team once each, and then the dolphins to end up the season, but he had, like, he beat the Niners and I'm pretty sure he beat them handily in the game. He beat them. And that, that he beat the shit out of the Niners. 56, 28. Yeah. And that, that says a lot. Shh. You know what that defense is capable of doing. Lamar Jackson had two picks. Like, if you're able to win games like that, and you've seen what he's done in the playoffs before, 
there's no counting him out. Like, I wish it went differently, but he's going 9-7. I, I like he's at the matchup here against the Bucks, which we've already said he's going to win. And so then what, he goes up against, does it end up being the Cardinals? If the Cardinals win that game or the NFC North? It would be, like, it would be the Panthers if the Panthers beat the Falcons. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's, right. a, yeah that's what it is. Right. So he's going to go into Carolina, have another game that's definitely winnable. And, yeah, I mean, I, I agree has to with face you, Pat. But right, and, that, and that's I, kind of the matchup everyone's waiting for. Mm-hmm. You can say all the stuff about being 9-7 and seven or, you know, People complain about even that having a six and ten team go to the playoffs. Those teams can still be super scary coming into them. The Eagles are one of those teams that it's very different than the Eagles to the Falcons. They're both nine and seven. No one's that scared of the Falcons. No one wants to play the Eagles. So I, I like them go. I think my matchup. I, I, I have the Cardinals beating them if they if they end up playing each other. I have the Falcons winning against the Panthers. So I don't have them going back to the Super Bowl, but I, it's still very possible. You know. I, that's just a me taking a little hot take there. I wouldn't be surprised if we see the Eagles and the Niners. And I don't even know how to pick that game. So I like the Eagles coming to the playoff run here. I don't like how great the, how their season went overall. I mean, that, that shows that their team's good. But I do like their possibilities of making a run here again. Right. But, you know, all of the really good teams and all of the really good users – as soon as the playoffs hit, you throw the regular season out, and that's the season that actually matters. So, you know, this Eagles team is scary. Miles Sanders had a great year, 12 touchdowns, almost 1,200 yards. Like, the guy's a beast. He can do it all. He can catch the ball as well. Um, you know, when it takes a lot of pressure off Jalen, right, when you have a guy like that. So, you know, they're they're definitely multidimensional, and, and they're going to be a tough out. Uh, Icom, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I definitely don't think the Eagles' record – is representative of how good they really are and how dangerous they can be with a top five offense and a top five scoring defense. And you then it's going back to the offense. Miles Sanders can break one off at any time. That guy is like a little jukebox and can just break the ankles and get one, break one long. Uh, I think Adele's very good at distributing the ball very evenly amongst his receivers I think the addition of Juju was a great one. That just only adds to the weapons for Jalen Hurts. And Harrison Smith, eight interceptions. Old man Harrison. I'm very proud to see that the guy's out there still putting in the work. But, yeah, if I was an NFC team and, uh, you know, I potentially might be and I had to see the Eagles on my schedule, yeah, I just, I'd, I'd be scared a little bit because the Eagles are coming off a Super Bowl winning season last year. And uh, I think Adele's just got those stick skills that at any moment, you know, he can uh, just kind of dig in and make a deep dive here in the NFC, especially a weaker NFC. And since he's already also be- defeated the number one seed as well. So I think anything's possible for these Eagles still. Yeah, anytime Bobby Tanyan is your second tight end, I think you're in good shape. Um, let's move on. Get to Bobby the Carolina Tanyan. Panthers. <laughs> get to the Carolina Panthers. Finish the year 10-6. and six. They are your NFC South Division champions. Um, I don't know what to make of Carolina, right? Love love Malik. I, I always am rooting for this guy. I want him to be better. He goes out. He decides to start Haskins this year. Finishes with 17 touchdowns, 19 picks, which isn't great. Um he has Cam Akers following the McCaffrey trade of the offseason. Decent season. 13 touchdowns is good. He just cracks 1,000 yards at, you know, 1,022. Um, I mean, I don't know. They have good pieces everywhere. You know, there's playmakers on 
both sides of the ball. Uh, DJ Moore had a really good year for him. OJ Howard is developing into a pretty good tight end. Um, you know, you have Honey Badger back there. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson had a good year with seven picks. Um, I, there, there's players here, right? So then it comes down to coaching kind of with Malik because they're pretty middle of the pack in terms of statistics uh, on offense and on defense. Defensively, they're good point-wise, but that may be more of a schedule thing as well. Um, it's just how much do we trust Malik, right, in a big spot? And his lack of playoff experience thus far this cycle, I think, is a little concerning because it is different out there, man. You get in these playoff games and you start pressing a little bit and, you know, to kind of have that composure to calm yourself down and be like, all right, we're still in this. This is fine. If you go down a score or two or whatever happens and kind of weathering the storm that happens throughout the game, it is a different experience. And I'm rooting for Malik, man. I like Malik a lot. I think he's super fun to play on the sticks. And I, you know, definitely looking forward to watching him kind of navigate through this. Right. But I think he does have a tough road ahead of him. Um, I think he will beat the Falcons in the first round. I, I'm not really worried about that for him. But after that, right, you're facing probably Philly, you know. Um, so we'll see what happens with him. Uh, I don't have him going very far. I do have him losing in the divisional round. But, you know, he gets in the playoffs finally after being on just the outside looking in the past few years and hopefully gets that first playoff win under his belt and can build forward for the future. Uh, Icom, what are your thoughts on the Panthers? I mean, they're definitely a bend but don't break type of defense. Seeing they do give up some yards, they're middle of the road kind of there, and total yardage given up, but the points reflect that they're a top defense. Um, they're a t- you know, earlier I said, you know, when we were going over the Falcons, I was like, oh, they got to play the Panthers. The Panthers are going to win this, but the Panthers are riding a three game losing streak. Heading into these playoffs, in the Falcons, in the Falcons swept them in the regular season. So now I'm starting to maybe backtrack on what I said, and I'm thinking that the Falcons are going to beat the Panthers here. Um, he relies on the run, and I, I, I just don't like putting the ball in the hands of Dwayne Haskins if the if the game is on the line. So. Uh, I think the Panthers did an excellent job of winning the division, hanging on, going on 10 and six. And, but I'm going to backtrack and say that the Falcons actually win this game and the Panthers will be eliminated in round one. Interesting. Pat, your thoughts? Yeah, this, I think it's a tough, tough spot for them. I, their defense has been good. But the, people aren't scoring on them in high numbers. Their weakness is their rushing defense, which, you think would be good against the Falcons because they don't have a great rushing attack, so you don't, you, they're not going to hopefully expose that on them. But where it comes down to is that their Cam Akers is very good, and he, he can run the ball, and it kind of hides what Dwayne Haskin isn't great at. But DJ Moore is elite. Like his numbers may not fully show, and maybe that's because of who he has throwing the ball to him. He doesn't drop balls 66 receptions to three drops, you know, averaging 17 yards a catch. He just, it's something he can depend on. You know, he doesn't have a wide receiver that even compares as a second option. Zay Jones and Equinemius St. Brown, like, aren't there. You know, he, OJ Howard, good tight end, he uses them a lot. But I just, he, if DJ Moore, for some reason, has a bad game, he has no chance of winning. Because you're not going to just blow someone out with a rushing attack and have Cam Akers go up there and score two or three touchdowns. And, you know, your defense holds people below 20 points. and 
that wins it for you, that's, it's just not going to happen in the playoffs. And maybe it could happen against the Falcons, but it's not help, happening against anyone else. So he's going to have to live and die if his defense can keep in the game with DJ Moore coming through clutch later in games, which he's fully capable of doing. But I just I don't see this that really stretching him through this. I think he needs to get a better quarterback in the future and really get a more dynamic passing attack going. But you can't count anyone on the playoffs. He easily could beat the Falcons. And he goes up against the Eagles. It's, it's all possible if you hold the Eagles to low points. So I would like to see him make a run. I still also have the Falcons beating them here in round one. But that game could go either way. Uh, Adele, your thoughts on the Panthers? Yep, they're they're a shaky two seed. Like, there's no way around it. No disrespect to Malik, but I mean, this is as shaky of a two seed as you can get. Um, especially for the, what Ikem said, they kind of backed their way into the playoffs. Went one and three down the stretch with their final three games going on three, including a mind-boggling loss to the Texans, which is something you just it can't happen as a playoff team. Um, one of the more inconsistent offenses in the league, uh, easily the most inconsistent passing offense in the NFC um, with Haskins and the backup Hamilton combining for 17 touchdowns and 23 picks. But the rushing offense, um, Moji, I know you mentioned Akers having a good year. Akers and Wakefield have combined for 2,000 total yards between the two of them, rushing and receiving, which is insane. So I guess he, he really didn't need McCaffrey. Um when I was talking earlier about how the Jets are kind of similar to a team in the NFC about the way that they play defense, it's this team, except the Panthers don't have an offense to back it up because this is and but don't break. We live and die by the turnover, but they just they can't score consistently. So the the formula doesn't really work for them. Um, just in, in my opinion, I think they're going to beat the Falcons. I do. I think that they're better. Um, I just I trust him in a playoff game in one in a one off game. But this winning, this formula that they have to win is not sustainable for me. Um, I have them going to round two at max. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, let's move on. We will get to the one seed, the San Francisco 49ers, the team everyone has been waiting for us to talk about. Um, you know, obviously the big trade for Lamar Jackson in the offseason, you know, kind of stole the show of last year's playoffs. And it's still been the thing everyone's talking about this year. Um Solid year, man. 43, almost 4,400 yards with him. 36 touchdowns. He did throw 22 picks, which is a little bit high. Um, he also ran for almost 600 yards and 8 touchdowns with Lamar as well. Uh, his running back, Blaylock, had over 1,000 yards and uh, 11 touchdowns. I mean, and then he spreads it out well. You know, he does a good job of spreading it out well also. I mean, Kittle has 1,300 yards, 10 touchdowns. He has Debo Samuel at 995. Brandon Ayuk had 825. And Blaylock had another 748. So, he gets the ball to all his playmakers and lets them do their thing. Uh, Ernest does a really good job on the sticks of playmaking, um, play calling. He puts himself in a really good position, I think, with the guys that he has and putting them in a good position to be successful. Um, and I don't see that changing, right? So he won one Super Bowl. He went to a second already this cycle, right? I think he's probably been GM of the cycle. He's done a fantastic job building up this team, trading away talent to go get picks and using those picks to get more talent in the door similar to what Aston's done in the past uh and he's winning he's winning games and you know he's doing it in a tough division that that uh, NFC West is real tough out there it's a lot of competition so 
do I see him? Yeah, I mean, it's the easy pick, right, to just take him to go to the Super Bowl. I do think the Eagles will give him some trouble like they did um, back when they played in, like, Week 13, whenever that was. Um, the Cardinals could be tough for him just because he sees them so often, but you got to think it's his race to lose at this point uh, just because the roster strength is so damn strong. He's been so good all season. Uh, Adele, what are your thoughts on your rival, the Niners? So he's the, been the pick since day one. Um, since the trade, right? Which is fair. I think that when you trade for a guy who is as much of a game changer as Jackson is, I think you should be the favorite based on the way that he plays the game, based on the way he's constructed that roster. Um, I basically went into this trying to poke as many holes in what could be and how he can lose. And I think I found a few. Um, so let's talk about the good first. Best offense in terms of yardage, they out, uh, tied for the Chiefs with scoring. So they both score 33 points a game. The 49ers are the second best rushing offense. Um, they're the least penalized team in the league. So you just you don't get cheap stuff against them. You don't get pass interferences. You don't get offsides. You don't get things like that. It's So you, you add that wrinkle in, right? Um, you already talked about Jackson's stats, 4,300 passing. Uh, 589 rushing, 44 total touchdowns. So here's where it gets kind of strange. So started out seven and zero. Everyone was just, you know, we're we're excited about them. They're doing great things. Um, during that seven zero run, they only played one team with a winning record, which is the Cardinals, and beat them. They they did what they needed to do, and they beat the Cardinals. After that, they went six and three, which is hey, six and three, six and three. That's good with losses to Baltimore, Arizona, and Philly. Um, so those, and to end the year, they won three games. So, or I'm sorry. So let me go back a point here. Go back to that seven or to that six and three. Um, all year, they only won three games against teams that ended with winning records. And I actually gave the Steelers this. And the Steelers right now, are up three nothing over the Bengals in a snow game, so we don't even know if they're going to end nine and seven. Um, beat the Bucks, Steelers, and Cardinals. Those are the three teams that the the 49ers beat all year that had winning records. And since the seven and zero start, so since that six that seven and zero start, and after the six and three run, Lamar Jackson has thrown seventeen touchdowns and seventeen interceptions. So. Something, I don't know if it something changed after the 7 0 start, but 17 17 right yeah, There's there. no, way, no way around that. That's what I have about the 49ers. I do not think that they are the juggernaut that everyone thinks they are. But he deserves to be the one seed. He will be a tough out no matter what. The, the AFC one seed is more daunting than the NFC, in my opinion. Wait, what was that? Say that again. Hurt me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, that's an interesting stat. Definitely the interceptions of late and, you know, how he finished is interesting. Um, I just think that when you get to the playoffs and you have one game in front of you, right, and you're not really worried about anything but that one game, you don't have to worry about the season, you don't have to worry about dev games, you don't have to worry about any of that nonsense, I think that he is good enough to pull it all together and put himself mentally to make a run. He's done it twice now, right? And he won one and lost one. And it's going to be a really tough out. Yeah, I think that you and him will have a fantastic, like, kind of classic playoff game. I think that him and 
uh, Ramesu could have the same kind of thing, but he's going to dog walk everyone else he faces, I believe, in this playoffs. And agree. he's going to have his hands full with you two guys, but it, it's tough not to put him as the favorite right now. Pat, what are your thoughts? I Actually, agree. let's let Ikem go first. Ikem has to get out of here. Yeah, I mean, I think they definitely they're deserving of being the one seed uh, because they are the top offense in the NFC. Um, a lot of questionable games that they lost, but, you know, everybody's, you know, you're forgiving a couple losses here and there. I thought the Ravens played them very well. Obviously, Adele and his Eagles played well, and I think a lot of people should go back and watch that tape if you want to learn how to defend the the the, the 49ers here in the playoffs up, that are upcoming. And then I also got to wonder, did he take his game shit? You know, Ern is very famous for taking his uh his shit before his games. That's like his uh <laughs> uh like his ritual or whatever. It's his, his pair of luck. socks. Yeah, that, that's his pair of socks. I have a good luck ritual too that I'm not gonna tell any of you about, but I haven't lost a game since. <laughs> I also yeah, have it on very, very good word. The... Oh, sorry, I just want to throw one more thing in there quick. I have it on very good word that he was messing around with different playbooks all year. All right, so he's trying to figure out which one works best, like maybe the Ravens, maybe the Titans. Correct. That that's what I heard. So, um, and before we continue, I'm not saying that he is he is not a good team. There is no he. I think he's in a tier above every NFC team at this point, including myself. But to to anoint equal to the AFC, I think is silly. I think that the AFC is superior. Um, but Jackson is the X factor, right? Like with how good of a coach Ernest is, I mean, yeah, it's tough. There's no well, doubt that, about it. Another thing I was going to say, who's the MVP of this team? Is it Lamar Jackson or is it Blaylock? Cause Blaylock is the leading rusher. And then you also has 90 receptions for X amount of yards and seven touchdowns. So it's, so, that's just not a, not a question with, with Lamar Jackson, almost having 600 yards rushing, you know, all right. So he's not just a facilitator. Touchdowns. He is the MVP that makes yes, that happen. He ran for eight touchdowns. You know, Blaylock has 11. I, I, I don't know that you can make an argument that, you know. The, the 90 Jackson- catches is a lot, though. That is something to point out because that's a ton of catches from a running back. And he's put yeah. together a pretty good season with that running back. But I agree with you. Lamar should be the MVP at the okay. end of the day of, of this team. I am disappointed with Bosa only having eight sacks this year. And, uh. He's also just one of those guys. He's tough to play because when you come out on defense, he's going to always pull up his audibles to see which audible comes out. Does it look more favorable against your defense? So you got to have a really good defense game plan going against uh, Earn if you're going to beat him because he does put in the work. He does put in the effort. He makes a lot of adjustments on defense as well. So he's deserving of the one seed. I do see him getting to the NFC Championship. Uh, do I see him winning the Super Bowl? Mm, I'm not going to put that prediction out there quite yet. When are you going to put it up? I guess I got to because I'm leaving, right? Jets. Yeah. Jets, Niners, Jets win 23-20. Boom. Love it. Right. We'll talk to you soon, Mike. Right, Good luck. Go get this dub. All right. Go get them, for God's sake. All right, sake. Pat. Oh. Pat, yeah. your breakdown oh. of the Niners. I, as weird as this might sound, I like seeing Lamar Jackson on a team where he's able to be what he should have been this whole cycle so far. Like, it, it's, it's great to see something he's, Throwing the ball great. He's running the ball also great. You know, Ernest is so capable of knowing how to do that game plan. Once he, if he does settle down in a playbook where everything clicks, it's only going to get scarier because having Lamar Jackson just opens him up to be able to do so much. Is he have to tag him? What's the deal with his? He's going to have to sign him. 
Sorry, I'm tagging him. All right, but either way, he, he's not going to let him disappear from here. So he, it's just it makes it so much easier to build this team now for this year. He's just one of those things where it's like you look at his losses. He, he only has three of them, but they're it's to three playoff teams. We're not sure if the Ravens are a playoff team yet, but you know, you're losing to the Cardinals, losing to the Eagles, most likely going to have to face the Eagles. I, I just his his schedule is pretty easy outside of playing his own division and the Eagles. Like, yeah, his division's hard. So there's lots of hard games, but he went and he went five and one through there. So you can't take anything against him. But I just think when you get into these playoff games and people are just everyone has their eye on you, they're going to figure out a way of game planning it. And if you can just get it, like Adele said earlier, the 17 and 17 touchdown interception, like if you just get him to throw a few interceptions, he's not going to put up the points that he's been putting up all season. And his defense isn't a I mean, they're not bad. They're not bad. Anyway. They're not some dominant defense out there. So I think there is a game plan to beat them. I think it's not going to happen. No one's going to beat them till the NFC Championship game. But I mean, it's I have it. Cardinals. I mean, we're going to talk about a second, but yeah, it, it's hard to I, agree with you that tough. his floor I, is the NFC Championship game. Um, yeah, yeah, and like. He's going to listen to this and think that we're ragging on him. We're not. I just think his expectations as a team from us are high, right? Like I, the second he traded for Jackson, he's super bowl or bust for me. That's how I view him. And but he was almost the super way bowl that the season anyway, before that, right. right? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it's not yeah, even but this, direct. this catapults the expectations to such a different stratosphere that you go out, you give up what you give up to go get Lamar, and you had a good season with him. You used him the right way, and I think everyone's happy that you know this looks like what Lamar looks like IRL. But that's a big move. You don't get splashier than going to get the second best rated quarterback in the league, right? That's a splashy move. You're immediately going to have bullseyes all over your back for the whole season, and you know everyone is going to be. I guess disappointed if he doesn't go to the Super Bowl at least, right? Like winning one is one thing, but you at least got to get there after you make a move like this. And that's probably unfair. And it's unfair because Lamar's so young, he's going to have him still all cycle. But it's just such a like knee-jerk reaction. Immediately you're going to think, oh, well, this guy better be in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. All right. That is our playoff wrap-up. I do have an interesting question for you guys now that you say that because... For me, Adele, you said that the Niners are not should not be compared to the top seed in the AFC. And taking it that it's me out of this, um, I pose the question: If you had to bet on one team out of any conference that you wanted to put money on that will make the Super Bowl, who is that team? Because for me, it's the Niners. 49ers. I would pick the 49ers. Okay. Hundred percent. I think that the NFC just isn't as deep, and if something happens where the Cardinals and the Eagles run into each other in the second round, which is very possible. One of those teams is out, and then the, the 49ers have to win once. So the 49ers have a path where they might play the um, the Falcons, and that's it. I mean, think about that. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. So I don't know. I and, and don't remember. I Ernest the coach. He's he's top five. There's I mean right now he's top five in the league. 100%. Maybe maybe a top three GM. He's built a great team. I just um, based on what I've seen from him against good teams this year, um, there are concerns. 
And I think if he gets to the Super Bowl and plays a top AFC team, I I don't know if I would pick him. Well, obviously, depending on how his playoff run goes. Um, right now, I'm concerned. Fair enough. All right, let's go on to Super Bowl predictions. This has gone a lot longer than we anticipated. I have like four more different things I wanted to get to that we are going to cut. Um, so let's wrap this up with your Super Bowl predictions. I will start with you, Pat. Who do you have from each conference and who gets the win? So I have the AFC Championship going Jets, Jaguars, Jaguars going to the Super Bowl, NFC, 49ers, <laughs> 49ers, Cardinals in the NFC Championship game with Cardinals winning and the Jags are going to beat the Cardinals in the Super Bowl for number two. Yeah, I don't know why I asked you. Adele, what is your picks? Moron. Um, I really wavered over this and I actually went through the bracket and to see how it could fall out. So the AFC title game, I have the Jets against the Raiders with the Jets winning. And then the NFC title game, I have the Cardinals versus the Eagles. And I have the Cardinals going. I do think it's the Cardinals' time. Um, I think if I go to San Francisco in round two, I think I'll win that game. And then host the Cardinals who would be playing the – or no, I'm sorry, the Cardinals would be going to – so here's the way I have the bracket going out would be round two would be Panthers-Eagles – and it would be uh, Cardinals 49ers, and I think the Cardinals can beat them for sure. And that's how I have it going out. But Cardinals-Jets in the Super Bowl, and I have the Jets winning. Interesting. I'm pretty torn as well. Um, my NFC title game, I have Niners-Eagles, and I have the Niners going back. I just think he has too much working for him right now that he's going to figure a way to get it done. Um, and in the AFC... I want to say the Jets so bad, but I'm going to leave myself out of it. Um, I'm going to go with a... I'm going with a Broncos-Raiders Super Bowl, uh, AFC Championship game, and I have the Broncos winning it, and I have the Broncos going to the Super Bowl and losing to Ernest and the Niners. Um, I think that this is the perfect storm for Aston, and the fact that he's slipping under the radar, and as many teams are doubting him and is talking down at him as they are, is only adding fuel to the fire, and he's just going to run through these playoffs and remind everyone who the boss is, so... All I don't right. want to see it happen, but I, th- I think it's going to. All right, I'll give you my real prediction. Steelers, Vikings. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Imagine. Viking, no. Vikings, Falcons, NFC title game. Steelers, Titans. Oh, All right, so if, if it ends up being Steelers, Steelers Vikings, Steelers, Vikings Super Bowl, do you think that's the most ever viewed Super Bowl or the least viewed Super Bowl? Most. Probably the most. most. <laughs> yeah. and Everybody would be too. rooting for Eichem. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, the I Steelers think, are up fifteen nothing right now in the third quarter, so it looks they're like they're going to go be going to the playoffs. Um, I think Broncos 49ers would be the least viewed Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree with that. Yep. I wouldn't watch. Go oh, good. Oh good. I get to watch Aston and Ernest in another Super Bowl. And Ernest Bowl. again. Yep. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I'm not looking forward to that, but it is what it is. That is our wrap up. We listen. If you're still here, two hours and ten minutes in, I love you. Thank you, Red Zone. Um, I do want to give one free ten dollar playoff bet for anyone who can PM me and tell me. And Jake and JP are excluded from this, but tell me the intro song because I listened with to to it with them the other day. Tell me where the intro song is from, and you will get one free playoff bet oh of ten dollars. So can people just look that up? Like. The- Mm. there's that app on your phone that just does it for you so oh yeah that's pretty lame 
I guess whoever does it faster. See, see, immediately, Cheater Pat, his mindset goes I know, to, he's already looking how for can I cheat to win? I didn't even think of that. The first thing this guy thinks of is how can I cheat to win? All right, there you go. There's no bet. There's no contest. It's over. Because Pat, Pat ruined it. So, there you go. I'm going to go watch Bears-Vikings. First, first person to message me that made it to the end gets a $10 bet. All right? So, we'll still right, give that something. That, that's fair. Yeah, if you're listening at this point and you message Pat first, I mean, it kind of sucks that only one person who happens to just turn it on now is going to get it. But, hey, if you sat through it, you deserve it. So this has been the Collabcast. Adele, thank you for joining us. This Thanks is for having last. me. Um, definitely some more informed takes this year, I'll say. Um, so I appreciate you joining us. I did a good Red job zone. today. It was his best Pat, one of the year. This was definitely Pat's best, probably since we brought the show back. This may be his best episode. It's because the notes are back. You know, I brought the right. notes. Yeah, back. yeah. You don't sound like a moron a hundred percent of the time now. What was that? You were like sober. Forty. Yeah, I've only had a couple drinks, and I actually wanted to be here today. The last couple, I just wasn't as excited about. Do you do you see what I have to deal with? I'm Heart back. Though. It's unbelievable. Yeah. All right, let's cut this. It's over. Good luck to everyone in the playoffs. Hopefully we burn through this quick. Draft next weekend, and let's roll. Hey. Once again, go Jets.